what's going on, it is, um, May 5th, no, May 6th, actually, May 6th to be with you, I don't know, whatever, stupid, I mean, at least I didn't do it on May, did I do something on May 4th, I don't even think I talked about May 4th, I think I, I, I even got past, uh, I, I got, I got sick of even complaining about, you know, because, like, nowadays, like, you, you know, you go, may the, may the 4th be with you, right, and then and then it became the cool thing to like mock that the fact that people keep like I don't mind people celebrating Star Wars Day or whatever. Just c- can we please stop with the May the Fourth be with you, you know? Otherwise you're gonna. Otherwise you're gonna you know I'm 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 actually sur- I mean maybe they have done this but I I wouldn't be surprised if like. Somebody like you know one of those neoliberals that need something to get the right, get right the like you know people lean conservative, to get them all worked up by complaining that, may the fourth be with, may the fourth be with you is mocking people with lisps, or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, cause again you can make a gimmick, you can literally gimmick up anything and make an angle. You know everything's for sale nowadays. Every angle's being taken place with the. Uh, you know, just the craziness that's going on in the fucking world. And, you know, again, much like how, like, you know, the, the Chappelle, you know, the, much like, sorry, the Chris Rock and Will Smith shit, and then whatever else happens with the fucking, you know, the right-wing shit, you know, the fucking uh, January 6th committee, Russia, whatever the angles are. Everything has to be done and it's been designated to. There's like a formula online to basically, you know, um, like for example, the New York Times knowing that, you know, they're discredited. And also because, like, the right wing fucking, you know, hammers them for their limited narratives. And there's actually people on the left that fucking get at them for their shitty thing. For completely different reasons, right? But then, you know, New York Times... But again, they know they're the villains now. So now you get some of the, you know, dissenting voices now to be the people that speak up. And they could be funded by at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, it's designed... I'm not saying it's all fucking evil, I'm just saying... There's more to this shit, you know what I mean? There's more professional wrestling shit that goes on. Like, okay, by oh, the New York Times... uh Making it seem like um, Elon Musk's dad being a part of a anti-apartheid political party, but then you know what I mean. Then they and then they kind of leave out. They kind of leave out that he left that party in nineteen eighty three to join uh, to like you know basically go for constitutional reforms. As someone put it online, I forget who said it. So, constant reform that still excluded black people from policy and all that. You know what I mean? At least, see, see, at, at least, like this one is capitalizing off of uh, the New York Times' mistakes, because you know, because if you just uh, happen to bring up that fact on its own, people are gonna think, "Oh, wow, you're trying hard to." basically make, uh, you know, a marginalized community be your mascot and get offended for you when you overlook 
other elements of racism that's been normalized to a society. You know what I mean? Thing is, like, you, with, with public figures or rich fucking people, there's always going to be duality that exists, in my personal opinion. And that doesn't mean, like, I'm saying, oh, forgive that person. If you don't want to like the person, don't fucking like the person. I'm just, I'm just saying that, but, like, by just completely, like, just making it a fucking, you know, bl- uh, you know, black and white issue, making it one or the other. And not discussing, like, nuances that go on. You're, you're never going to hear the official story that actually is completely 100% true. There's always going to be something that discredits the story. So then you have other people, you know, socially climbing up to... And I, I could think these people who are in the elite do it on purpose. Like, they're creating their own controversies on some level. You know... But it's like, we, we we get stuff like that all the time, you know? I don't know. Because every, everything is definitely, uh... Everything is definitely marketed in, 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 in this, uh... Like, everything is, like, just literally all fucking... It's, it's, it's all discourse. I, I get it, it's profitable, you know? But you know, um, I'm I'm just more concerned about where the trajectory is going, not just in America because the U.S. is like the biggest superpower out there, like one of the I mean at least one of the biggest superpowers out there, right? And 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 now when you see the trajectory in which it's going and f- prophecy is being fulfilled of where society is going, and when people and it's like it's designed to go that way, so like. They're forcing each other's hands, basically. While, like, on the surface, you're supposed to lose faith. Like, you're really supposed to lose faith in the Democratic Party. Because on the surface, they're not going to do anything. They probably might even be aligned with some of these fucking far right-wing, new new age fucking right-wing assholes. But, like, they're trying to go for literally everything. And And here's the thing. They will keep distracting with fucking arguments... That are designed to go nowhere. They they know what they're doing. They know that this is a immoral issue that are going on. Their capital and the and the fucked up thing the, the the reason why they can win the arguments because there's always going to be people who are in the system from whatever community, whatever marginalized community they're from, will add you know negative will add negative re- reputation to like you know because everyone's trained to think that one public figure will represent for the entire community. So what they do is then, uh, you know, uh, they just, you know, I don't know. They just pretend, uh, where where was I? Better rewind this again. Like, do I gotta stop this recording and do it? Can I just figure it out? This is what happened when you do this in the morning and you haven't slept. But because Rampage is gonna be on at 5.30 p.m., I just decided that, you know, I know that I'm not gonna be able to fucking finish the recaps before then, but, um... So, I think what I was trying to say was that when you when the right wing wins, they ha- they, they might have a couple of compromised people in the fields... That they're going to be targeting, right? And then they can orchestrate that shit to basically make it look as a be-all, end-all. 
which is hilarious because they accused Jesse Sommelier of faking a fucking hate crime. Okay, stupid, right? But they always need one incident where if people are going to keep catching on to maybe people orchestrating shit for being viral and uh, carrying out fucking agendas and all that, whether it's for the good or the fucking evil, then, you know, I could assume that fucking right-wing people are doing the exact same thing. You know what I mean? And I feel like they're trying to make... Like, they just don't give a shit if... uh, Like, you can bring up all the valid points. You can point out their hypocrisy. You can keep doing that by this point. And the thing is... it's like you either address their hypocrisy in their lies or you ignore it and try to fucking fight back. But if you fight back, they will they will then fucking say that you're being the aggressor, which is like 10 times fucking scarier and shit, you know. I mean, there's all there's already, you know, uh. There's already, you know, um, a lot of propaganda online, you know, and and there are like the thing is, it's like kind of like what um for, for a bit where Nick Cannon was doing it, and I'm not saying that what Nick Cannon was saying wasn't uh genuine, but because there's behind the scenes change that has happened, which whether people want to believe it or not, when like you know the, like the reason why I was always skeptical of abortion like in the latter years. A little bit, like, not like that, that, that I'd get mad at somebody if they got an abortion or anything like that, but the reason why I was skeptical of it is because, like, someone like a Nick Cannon would tell, would be saying, you know, that Planned Parenthood, um, like, began on some racist thing. And then you hear concerns from different people who have platforms talking about how abortions are, like, designed to depopulate the fucking planet or, like, you know what I mean? But, like, I feel like the... But, and, and and you go, oh, shit, that makes sense. So you're like, okay, and they want to eliminate um, minority groups by wanting them to be aborted. And the thing is, you're like, okay, well, this person doesn't seem to have an agenda, and people who are in the mainstream are the ones who are, you know, g- giving, you know... A, you know basically giving a ball washing to the fact that, you know, this needs to be done or something like that, right? And then, um, I don't know what I'm trying to fucking say. I really don't. But, but, it just, it's just like, now they're using the fact that the case that the, 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 the Roe versus Wade case that got abortion to like the abortion ban to be the abortion ban to be uh legal was somebody that lied about rape and that and again listen for, for, the thing is there's a lot of stuff that's passed online like i i know the mainstream like the thing is even if that was true right and that's horrible that she would lie about being raped but the thing is whenever whenever, like, you need something to be symbolic and socially fucking, you know, put up there, I mean, this is why I'm saying that, but whatever anything is mainstream, anything becomes, like, a mainstream fucking thing, people will then, um, 
will correlate that with and relate and relate it to what they go through. Like regular people will use that. You know what I mean? Like you can get your different public figures that the system and different factions behind the scenes prop up. So if this person and again they've always had this plan to take away people's fucking rights. Like this has always been a goal of people at the top, very very tippy top, who probably orchestrated the whole design. So even if that that woman who um. Got, you know, got the whole Roe Ro versus Wade thing going and all that. Even if, like, she lied. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not condoning that, whatever, right? But it doesn't mean that the issue is not genuine and people shouldn't be... Like, don't act like people should be... Like, don't act like people shouldn't be allowed to fucking get one. It's their fucking choice. But I'm hearing some of the more stupidest fucking arguments. And that's just a distraction from the fact that, you know... People are protesting right now. Like, Glenn Greenwald could fucking, you know, jump it, jump right in on someone. Uh, he jumped in someone's dimensions saying, uh, you know, oh, four men are the ones that uh, uh, voted for uh, uh, for Roe versus Wade and all that. And then you're like, okay, but yeah, four men voted, but th- the vote was that they agreed that women should be the ones who get to decide. Like, like this guy acts like he's a smart dude. He, you know what I mean? He acts like he's an insightful dude, or maybe he's doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? He's starting to look more and more like Zelman from Sopranos, really. Um, if if Gilbert Godfrey played Zelman on Sopranos, that's how uh, that's how fucking uh, what's this fucking. What's his fucking name again? I don't even know. Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, I'm sorry. Should we do this while I'm like half asleep? I'm sure I'll regret it and then have to fucking want to redo it. But if I, if, I, if I just completely erase this entire fucking recording, then I feel like it's a fucking waste of fucking time. A waste of fucking thoughts that I just fucking did. So again, like, you know what I mean? So they... And, and by the way, these accounts that I'm seeing online that are saying about like the whole... Roe versus Wade started off uh, of a woman who pretended she got raped and all that kind of shit, and then and then the way and the way that they're trying to sell it sell it whole, like oh, but then later on she became a devout Christian, and she would have d- d- denounced this entire fucking thing, and it's like okay, so and and the, and and the thing is, I I I looked at the I looked up the the terminology the. I looked up the uh, the the verbiage online, just to see what it was, and literally, I saw four, five, or maybe six accounts, word for word, using that whole, um, the the woman that was based the the rover says Wade was based off of, was somebody that wanted to just get an abortion because. She ha- she she uh, had sex with a black person. Again, here's the thing. I don't even know if these things are fucking true or not whatsoever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could be true on some level because, like, that has been happening. But it also means that, like, it was des- if that is true, it's designed to be used to be, to, uh, to taint it. Even though there's, like, legitimate people that could be using it. See again, um, you know, f- you know, there's like people like Sean Hannity and all that, or or Greg 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 Gutfield or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're all fucking hacks to me. They're all fucking shitheads. 
um, talking about how people celebrate abortions and all that. And here's the thing, man. When you're in the, in, in the world of entertainment, behind the scenes, you'll probably... Sean Handy's probably right. There are probably people, and it's probably in his own fucking circle, by the way. The Republican circle who, you know, people pretend that they're part of value. See, I even feel like a hack pointing out, oh, can you believe the party of value? People who have values are not really value. Like, like we, we, we should know now. We should get over the fucking fact and stop pointing on hypocrisies because at this point, these people don't give a shit about the hypocrisies. They'll just keep going back and forth with it and try to engage you in some kind of fucking debate. You know. Uh, so yeah, so like you know, so 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 what I'm saying is the like same thing I was saying about the whole like whenever like because I used to look at comedy and all that, right? And I wouldn't really pay attention to news, so a lot of like the fucking perception that I have is from consuming entertainment, you know what I mean? I can fully admit that. I think there's like a lot, that goes on more than people w- w- want to give credit for because people don't want to make it seem like they're susceptible to being manipulated and brainwashed because they think they're so fucking woke. But now being fucking brainwashed could also mean that you think you're fucking woke on some level. So watching stuff in the entertainment where they've made light on abortion or they're making it sound cold and heartless, kind of. You kind of go, oh, yeah, man, these people seem like they're fucking celebrating this shit, kind of. Eminem kind of, you know, was talking about that kind of shit as well, I think. You know what I mean? In the music and all that. So, yeah, there are definitely people that, like, pretend it's a badge of honor, but then the thing is you're correlating that to regular people who probably fucking feel traumatized after that shit. Who, I mean, and I don't say the entertainers don't feel traumatized after that. Maybe they just feel they have to be the sad clown and have to, like, pretend like it doesn't bother them. And they're like, oh, look at me, I'm making jokes about my abortion and all that. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it's just fucking crazy. It's just, uh, you know... And and more and more, like, on the surface, like, these Democrats, like, you know, when Anna and Cenk are the ones kind of yelling at the Democrats and we got to take, the, you know, take this down, take the, you know, go, go to the streets and all that kind of stuff, it feels like one of these things that are being designed for a fourth revolution. We're accumulating all these, uh, we're accumulating all the fucking controversies we can, you know. Even though there's going to be real-life consequences for regular fucking people. Like, you know, Ben Shapiro's now calling for, like, overturning... Overturning the um, same-sex marriage as well. See, this is why it's important. Because people think that, because I don't say in the most politically correct way, and the way that I say it could be taken as something that could be homophobic... Because, like, you know what I mean? But I'm sick of p- people pretending that people in the system, especially, are not weaponizing sexuality or, or sex on any level, right? But, like, these, someone like Ben Shapiro, who I personally believe, because he's one of those right-wing guys that I feel is closeted. Not that there's anything wrong with being closeted, obviously. I'm just saying 
that when like but 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 the fact that you can't discuss that is like the fact that you can then then you're never gonna get to the root of how homophobia exists because a lot of these fucking new right wing fucking dipshits they all seem to be people that do fucking gay shit with each other. But then they'll act the most homophobic and misogynistic, transphobic and all that. And they do it under the fucking guise of just being, you know, straight white men and all that. You know what I mean? And then you find out they're into some certain shit. Like Madison Cawthorn dry humping his fucking cousin, which I guess is supposed to make it better when you explain it like that. Um, you know, probably in a fraternity initiation... Maybe it's a way to make him look like he's being... Tar- like, he's definitely being targeted by his colleagues. But I think I have no empathy for the fucking guy. Because instead of confronting your fucking homosexuality, you then, you know, shoved it all the way down. And now you're shitting on, on them, making their life. I mean, maybe that's supposed to be that, uh, that tragic comedy, that, you know, that irony that we're supposed to be constantly living in. Because that's what fucking it's all about, pointing out, you know, the irony in every fucking thing. I don't know what's going to happen with Madison fucking Cathorn and all that. Thing is, like, the thing is, yeah, we sh- by principle, we, yeah, we shouldn't care about these people's sex lives and all that. When it comes to public figures and their marketing their relationships and making it look like it's a regular person relationship, and so people can live vicariously through them, there's issues with that, man. And that's why I'm saying that some of these right-wing fucking dudes, or, or women in general too, I, mean, I don't know, the, a, lot of the, a, a lot of these right-wing fucking dudes are like the biggest fucking hypocrites. In, you know what I mean? And I, I, I feel like it's a hack pointing that out, they're hypocrites. But it's like, you know, they have to make a fuck... Like, n- none of the parties involved give a shit that the footage is out there whatsoever. Because it just keeps them in the fucking discourse. They're constantly going to be talked about, made fun of. And they probably will profit off it on some fucking level. But this person is trying to fucking, you know, massive cattle and trying to make fucking, you know, disenfranchise, uh, disenfranchise groups um, feel very, very uncomfortable and shit. But they're coming for same-sex marriage, contraception, and all that. I think I don't know how they're going to get there and what the what the technicalities are. The thing is, you can t- you can explain to me the rules over and over again, and you know why I'm going to kind of like roll my eyes and fall asleep is because I know the rules that are advertised are not being played by, and instead of fucking exposing that on a massive fucking level, people would rather act like we're living in a real fucking reality. When it's just fucking more messed up fucking shit going on. Look, this is how stupid I am with the whole, fuck, like, trying to fucking study thing. I, I guess I, there's an anti-sodomy law. And I thought that was a good thing. Because I thought that, because I, whenever I heard the word sodomy, whenever I heard it, I, always, I think it's always been used in, the, in, the, in, in, like the, in the rape term, basically. You know what I mean? I think, it, but, but it means it's a sex act, and I, I thought, like, that's a good thing that there's an anti-sex, because I thought, like, people are like, oh, they're trying to bring back, you know, uh, they're trying to fucking bring back, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, so- like the Sodomy Act or whatever and all that, uh, and I'm like, what, are they saying that r- rape is legal or something, but then I did a couple of readings to fucking, you know, you know, g- you know, kind of 
see where my see if I can retain anything, but I got the basic fucking gist, I guess. You know. Uh. But yeah, no, so I I didn't understand. But I mean, yeah, man, they're, they're definitely coming. They're gonna come for uh, uh, for all these fucking laws, man. They're gonna come. Not all these, all these, all these fucking groups are gonna come for. Because they want a right wing fucking takeover. And 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 not only could these people who want a part of this right wing takeover. Not only could they say, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna join this fucking group." Now I'm, I'm, but no, you decided that you're gonna join and pretend that you're a part of like the good side while you're serving fucking evil. That's how I fucking see it, at least. You know. But the Democrats are definitely making it look like they're not. Giving a shit about what's happening, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, the, the, I think it's in California or something like that, where, um, see, this is what happened with, with politics. Because I'm, I'm too busy looking at the grand view. That when I get down to the specifics, because I'm I'm looking at the overall fucking picture, like you know what I mean, there's gonna be twists and turns within the discourse wherever it fucking goes. There's gonna be uh, like you know f- a back and forth fucking battle that's probably being funded by the elites on some fucking level. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that every single fucking elite is completely fucking evil. I'm just saying that you know I have to I have to fucking believe. That there's something... I, I know that's frowned upon to... Like, because people who seem like they're progressive or, like, on the left, they... some Sometimes I see that, like, some of them will be like, oh, people need to always be in doom and gloom and not have any hope. So, like, so if you don't have any hope, then what's the point of even living? What's the point of even wanting to be here unless you're trying to disclose something or trying to hide something and then, you know, then we will find out that you're a fucking liar on some level. You know, but they're backing you know anti-choice candidates. You know, uh, no, yeah, they're yeah, they're they're backing those kind of fucking people. So they clearly, you know, they clearly are making it known that they, you know, are 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 approving of it. They're trying to fucking, or at least like, but be the surface. Maybe they're trying to push more people to a revolution on some level. But they're not going to take any of the fucking... I mean, they might, on a symbolic level, take the credit. But, you know, they're definitely going to make fucking people who are organizing, you know. Think we, we might need to organize if Louisiana gets its fucking way with uh, charging people with homicide. And anyone that supports the abortion, like, for helping them out. It's just, it's just fucking nuts, man. It's just really, really, really fucking scary. It's, uh, it's like, it's like, like, the thing is, the reason why no one takes this shit seriously, or takes any fucking controversy about Trump seriously, is because there's been so much normalized, fucked up shit, 
And that's why the right wing can fucking capitalize on that. Because their fucked up shit that's been going on has been going on for like maybe the last decade since Obama's been in office. You know what I mean? Because they felt the urge of political correctness on some level. You know, um... Where the fuck was I, man? So now I, I, I get into um, my head. You know, it's like with the Republican uh, Louisiana. I was trying to figure out where the fuck I was going with this shit, man. Um. This, this, this is why I try to fucking die. This is why I try not to record before I try to go to sleep. So now I just want to get out there because the only time I quiet in the fucking house for a bit. You know, um. Give me a one. I, I, wish, I wish I didn't have to fucking do it. I'm going to have to stop this recording, go back and look at the fucking recording, and then know where I was fucking headed with that. You know what I mean? So I, I have these brain farts, and then all of a sudden it goes that way. And then, you know what I mean, it's a weird podcast, because then, like, in a few seconds, which will be a couple hours from now, then you'll hear me, depending on what, 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 what's being taken, what's taking place, you know, um, give me one second. Okay, so, yeah, so what I was trying to say is that, um, because for right-wingers, that, it, yeah, so, they, they, they've been, you know, it's been bad for them, for some of these, you know, politically incorrect people, they thought their worst shit was what was happening in the 2010s, essentially. And because, like, and because the trajectory of the, of the system is a right-wing system that's been always designed to go where it goes, they had their fucking saviors. And now that the fucking big, corrupt mainstream media and all these hip- hypocrites in Washington and all that, and all these hypocrites celebrities are attacking Trump or fucking right-wingers, people think that because the pretentious Hollywood fucking people... Are, and, by the way, some of them might not even be... Like, they might be abortion for themselves, for their friends and family, but they might not even give a shit about regular fucking people. You know, so you automatically think that because they are... Like, if Amy Schumer is, like, you know, supporting, like, a protest and all that, people who already fucking hate her, live, her, hate her guts... And they won't, like, admit that, like, that's what factors in as well. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, like, she doesn't have any shadiness to her, right? But I'm saying that, like, when you have, when you train people who are, like, far right into hating anything that Hollywood has to fucking say, even if it's limited, then you start thinking that the issues are not important. And that's why the fucking Republic, the right with the new right wing that's being funded is winning the fucking culture war. They seem much cooler than everyone else. They, you know, get more laughs than everyone else. People who kind of try to speak the truth, they don't get those fucking, you know, applause, right? Because it's not considered fucking funny. And the thing is, it's not even that the, that the right-wing shit is fucking even that funny. It's just that they agree with the right-wing fucking people because they want conditional fucking support. Not even for just the fucking talent. Nobody, it just seems nowadays nobody gets over 
by their own fucking talent, you gotta become a fucking parody on some fucking level. Everyone becomes a fucking parody, whether they want to believe it or not. But yes, if something, if that, if that, that thing in Louisiana, I mean, I can't keep with all the fucking states because all I know is that, like, this shit is gonna be implemented. It's not gonna be a good fucking. It's not gonna be a good fucking time to be on Earth. You know. I don't know, man. I just get fucking really, really fucking tired of all this shit. And then, and then, and they're coming up with like these arguments as well. And here's the thing: because the average person doesn't fucking you know study or research any of the stuff, because they're counting on people who are on the news to basically convey the message of truth to them. Because if you start saying that you don't trust the fucking media, all of a sudden you're a Trump supporter and all that. But I, but again, I don't want to keep pointing out the irony in that you know. The you know the the people who call every other news outlet fake news but believe uh, like a lot of the stuff like you know post birth abortions like what the fuck is that, or the fact that like some people now are saying, hey man, no no one in the no one in the discourse world used to talk about uh um what do you mean abortion abortion and pro choice and pro pro choice and pro life fucking arguments have been have been dated back to like at least like the fucking. At least from from what I can remember from the fucking nineties, there's always been those arguments that have been implemented into your art forms and all that shit too, and that's by fucking design on some fucking level. And 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 now the fucking storyline of blame who's to blame for the leak, I don't know if uh, Katanji Brown Jackson is like the main one. That got doxxed, or was it um someone else that was a fucking uh, someone else that like may have been a clerk that was in there or something like that, and they're doxing that person for leaking, even though it's not illegal to leak something that's gonna fucking be coming out in June, but of course you know the the right wing has more fucking funding, whether you know you want to believe it, even though they'll have you think that by being a dipshit liberal, it's like you know like it'll get you more places, you know, when they make it, they make it seem like being a conservative in this time, in this time of fucking era, that there's more um, punishment for that, even though, like, yeah, fine, yeah, publicly, the masses will fucking boo and hiss at you, but it doesn't mean that you're not fucking getting paid or you're not marketing it, you're marketing to go on the other fucking side or something like that, that's what it fucking comes across as. So now they're going to be putting people's lives in danger. And they're going to... And because, like, you're putting out all this propaganda to basically make it seem like abortion is, like, the worst fucking thing. You know, you, like, like, make it seem like abortion is the worst thing so they have to fucking now become ultra-fucking-hypocrite. And now with all the fucking COVID shit that's going on, with you know what I mean? Like, the whole, like, shaming people into getting vaccines and all that... And then, you know what I mean, people are... And, and then more and more comes out because now they have the Pfizer, quote-unquote, Pfizer documents. Everyone's, again, I assume now online that if, like, you know, cause if, if I can assume the mainstream media lies, I can assume people on the internet can lie too or misrepresent it. If there is any inconsistency with the fucking whole uh, Pfizer leaks, whatever that happened, 
then of course it's going to give the right-wing carte blanche to be like they were right about everything. That's what they're trying to make it seem like. They're designing their own fucking... They're booking their own fucking victories, essentially. You know, and, and it's it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get a lot fucking worse. With you know, um, it's gonna get a lot fucking it's gonna get a lot fucking worse with uh, how they're already you know, like I don't know how many more places they've been protesting, but I'm I'm I think Texas is one. I know Los Angeles was another fucking one. I saw some of the footage of some of how the police. Are are fucking people up, you know, like even like the even at like Chevron, the, the work like you know the the they hired fucking police to like intimidate fucking strikers, like you know the people who are striking, and you know it just it's like it's like they're being way too obvious with showing us what fucking ha- what's happening, where like they're trying to push people into like that predicament into acting fucking really, really irrational. Because how can you not be irrational or be depressed? How can you not be depressed at a time like this? I understand the aesthetic and all the access you get, but deep down when you're on your, actually on your own and you're fucking, you know, processing your thoughts, like, does it, like, does it not bother people that they chose to get paid? Like, and, and, and I get it. You got to get fucking paid on some fucking level. Maybe create your own little fucking, you know, circle to get other people fucking paid. I understand that, but, like, you know, but, but, but some of these people that that don't want to survive, they just don't survive the system, they want to represent for the system on some level, and some people will then, you know, will basically then parrot what, you know, is typical fucking capitalism fucking speech and shit. It's all about fucking money and all that shit. But they, but it's like professional wrestling, you know, like they do, uh, like the authority do something fucking evil, and now they gotta set up security and a fucking you know barbed wire fence, so people cannot fucking enter. But I'm sure there's gonna be more and more accumulating, you know, to get this fucking thing going. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just. Uh we're like you know, like like I I just can't believe we're living in these fucking times, really, you know. And the thing is, is like society's always, and I get it, society's always been fucked up, right? I'm I'm not saying that, but because it's been more on the low, and there's been like at least some representation of ha- of some type of happiness, even if like just to keep your mind fucking you know busy, with like you know just trying to at least have some moments of innocence and all that kind of shit. Now it's like every single fucking thing is just really fucking morbid, and you know it gets it just it just you 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 take your t- you take your sh- shots at when you can fucking try to be a little bit happier or less shittier, but people don't even like that. Like even people who claim to be progressive don't even want people being happy as well for some odd fucking reason. But yeah, between the fence, you know, the fence, I'm sure there's going to be more shit going on. I'm sure by the time it hits June. But the fact that they, you know, allow this leak to happen, it'll be their new excuse 
to basically go all the, like basically because again people are gonna hear that they're trying to take away your fucking rights, trying to take women's rights away. So people obviously because these people are acting in aggression of normalizing and forming a bill to fuck people up, privatizing education, all that shit too, whatever, right? Now when you when you have people going, okay, we need to cut, we we need to defend ourselves. There's a way to make it look like they're the fucking, you know, offenders when, uh, you know, the fucking evil shitheads fucking started this shit. I, I, I don't care about any new McCarthy uh, emails or books about Trump. Like, even, like, some of the mainstream blue checkmark accounts are even now... Like, they know that, like, they can't just keep acting surprised about some of the shit that he's saying. You know what I mean? But him, like, but Trump... But the book saying that Trump wanted a fucking false flag against... Uh, where do you want it? In Mexico or something like that? Or he wanted... Whatever the fuck it was. Or, or or him... What was the other thing that he did? Talking about yeah, shooting Black Lives, Matter, Black Lives Matter protesters and all that. Thing is, is like... People are not going to take that seriously either. Because the same shit's happening under fucking Biden administration. So people are not going to fucking take that fucking as serious because he didn't do what he said he was going to do. But to me, that's just showing what, you know, uh, that's just showing, you know, um, you know, uh, Yeah, th- th- that's just showing that, like, you're basically marketing more fucking, you know, books being fucking sold so you can have your anti-Trump shit. But it also, sorry, but again, it reeks of him also letting it know, letting it be known, by the way, that he's going to do that stuff when he does finally take over. Because once he officially takes over, then he's really going to fucking, you know, show his true self, and so will the supposed fan base he fucking has that will, you know, all fucking be subservient to the fucking guy. So I I don't know what's in the McCarthy fucking emails. I don't know what's in this new Trump fucking book, but the blue check marks are even kind of calling it out now, so you know that, you know, I've been in the right. But no one's going to give me credit about that. You know, it doesn't matter who... Like, I would do anything good with the credit anyways. I'd be shit. You know. And and the other fucking discourse around the whole... uh, The whole fucking, you know, Supreme Court... For everyone to be discredited... Is you gotta now point the finger who's to fucking blame... When you can officially blame the Democrats... But then you're going to blame Susan Sarandon as well. The thing is, if if some of these celebrities are tied to governments and all that kind of shit, and I'm not saying that what Susan Sarandon has done for the last couple of years, like, you know, helping out with activism and all that kind of shit, I think that was, I'm not saying that that wasn't genuine at all. But because, like, you know, eventually when you become a little more, 
when your name becomes a lot bigger, then you're going to be uh, latched onto a bigger fucking story, basically. And that's Susan Sir. So to me, I, I, I do think that, I'm not saying she's like the complete blame for the election or anything like that. But to me, it, it rakes up people generalizing at such a level that they are doing a self-preservation because once you find out that uh, Susan Sarandon is not fucking completely uh, 100% true, then you're going to be like, oh, okay, well, I guess all of them are fucking liars then. And then people think that they're, you know, figuring something out. They discover plutonium or whatever. You know. And I'll come back with, like, later fucking stuff. I'm, I'm really fucking falling asleep here. And I'm trying... Again, this is, like, not a good fucking, you know... I didn't really get off to a good start already. Anyways, uh, take it easy for a bit. Hey, it is uh, 3.47 p.m. Um, listen, okay, uh, what happened... Uh, is that, you know, when I try to do these before I try to go to sleep so I can get some of the stuff off my chest, I realize, uh, I- I'm, I'm just glad I didn't try to do every single thing I had listed to talk about, you know what I mean, right at that time, because it would have been really, it would have been even more horrible, so I, at least I did the right thing by, um, you know, uh, well, I mean, the right thing would be, the right thing to do would be not to do a fucking podcast in, in that fucking, in, in that fucking, you know, no sleep condition before I, I start fucking yawning, and fucking, you know, going, not being able to keep track of my fucking thoughts because I'm just going all over the fucking place, you know what I mean? But the thing I want to say about the whole fucking Trump shit as well, um, about the whole, the book, you know how they market more books and all that, even like that's become like a whole fucking marketing tool where now, you know, you gotta, basically, Trump can basically, they'll tell you shit that Trump fucking is, is gonna, was about to do, it's not gonna make a difference to, you know, other people who are not really Trump supporters, but, like, hate the Democrats as much, but then you over, you know, overhype anything Trump fucking does that's bad, obviously, so people then are gonna point out how about the other presidents that did horrible fucking things, right? Like, for example, by saying, oh, my God, we can't have Trump in president in office again because he wanted to shoot protesters or he wanted to uh, uh, hit meth labs with fucking, I don't know, with fucking bombs or some shit like that, like they said in there, whatever. But the thing is, is like, under other presidents and all that, like, people have been, bombs have been, um, uh, you know, wars have been started and all that kind of stuff. So you're not going to get any people, even though you're right to point out how fucked up Trump is. You're not gonna get any fucking empathy because you're not gonna you're not gonna fucking bring up what other presidents have done or or what other fucking people have done, uh, in the name of fucking American imperialism and all that. So, but to me is like these things are just basically previews. Of, if if they fucking get their fucking takeover, hopefully people there'll be people that will fucking you know stand up to that shit, but, you know, but if they fucking do, then that's going to be the precedent that fucking is going to be out there, like, you know what I mean, that's going to be, it's going to turn to fucking World War Three. it's going to turn to fucking chaotic fucking shit, basically, as much as it is right now, not to say that it isn't, but it's going to get ten times fucking worse with somebody like a Trump or people, like, you know what I mean, because just look at the, this new right-wing shit that he has unleashed, 
um, where now, you know, now you have, like, now you have these culture wars that are fucking being uh, perpetuated even fucking more while they're easing it in to legislate to legislation, basically, and uh, they could, you know, and this is why it seeps into, like, all the other fucking, uh, other entertainment forms as well, because it's always been designed by that. Now it's just becoming way, way more obvious, even though, you know, celebrities, public figures and all that have always been puppets on some... It doesn't even mean that they're all fucking bad. It just means, like, if there is a good... If there is good ones who are giving a good message, they'll have to do it in a limited fucking way, where then it's easy for, like... Like, when you, when you have, let's say, a, a black celebrity or a brown celebrity say something about racism, but they're fucking rich, right? So even, even though, like, they're representing for, like, the, you know, to basically make it relatable for regular people going through that, and so you're going to say, well, they don't know what racism is because they are already, you know, rich and all that, so how is it affecting them? But they deal with racism in a whole other fucking way. You know what I mean, and that's why I'm. That's why I'm always fucking trying to point out that, the, the, you know what I mean. If you, if you open up the fucking rules that fucking exist, that when you get into the system, you're part of the fucking mafia. You are essentially, you know, you're not playing by regular fucking rules anymore. You're fucking basically gonna be somebody that can get away with shit until they decide that you can't get away with it no more. But literally, the whole fucking system is fucking pillage, fucking to steal. Every fucking horrible, imaginable thing. You can do some good, but it has to probably be behind the fucking... If you're going to do good, you got to do it like... The symbolism of you doing good will be like... Oh, look, he opened this charity or something. She opened this charity or something. And then, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like very limited in what, in what can be done. But the real fucking shit is behind the scenes that no one fucking tells you about. In my personal opinion, of course. I'm not saying that I, I'm right, but... Like, you, you're not going to get anyone on board with fucking hating on fucking... Uh, with fucking hating on Trump, especially when you ignore, like, people pointing out fucking hypocrisy, invalid hypocrisies that have existed. But again, they do that on purpose so that you will still be fucking focused on that while the, all of the stuff that happened in the past has been fucking accumulating more and more so they can get to the next level of who's going to be the face. And Trump was the one that played the role of being their fucking face. Of, of radical because they did a they did a good job with fucking you know making him look to his base at least like he's the fucking victim when every day you're slamming him for like the, the most limited shit as well as also valid shit as well whatever right and then but then you ignore other fucking shit that the cnn and msnbc or for whatever you know liberal fucking news place they ignored you know under under you know old shit whatever or even like the current like you know how they're making it fucking known that they that Cuomo the, the Cuomo and uh, that other dude the guy who he, he, that bald dude who keeps making appearances like he's like he looks like uh, what's his name he looks like Ross Matthews um, but he's like a bald dude whatever like the, the, the head of, like I'm not head of CNN but he's becoming more of a fucking villain by like showing up and doing interviews and basically you know what I mean like they're making it look like fucking. Being on the left is like you know everyone lies on the on the on the fucking left because they think CNN is the actual left. When I personally think they're doing it on purpose to make it look like they're the biggest hypocrites on the fucking planet. So that must mean that anything that opposes CNN uh, has to be seen as good. 
<coughs> even though they might be funding fucking some of the alt media with some of that fucking money under the table and shit. You know what I mean? They put the re- the thing is like they act fucking they act like they, they want the aesthetic to be like the nineties so badly that when you like like, like when you, like you just like they would rather you think that they're being greedy and all being greedy and keeping all this money to themselves, but they're actually fucking doing something with it where they're actually funding other fucking groups basically. They'll just make you look at like the spending it on fucking the most the the world's biggest fucking nonsense when these people have access to a lot of fucking advances behind the fucking scenes. In my personal opinion, so they you know what I mean, and and they're doing like they're doing some really really fucked up shit going on like like they're do like between like the 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 body counts online that are pointing out the road versus way thing started out by this woman lying about rape. It's like okay, fine that like we can discuss that as well, but. Why was that like like the, the like like the anti-abortion people will be like oh why are people not people were never talking about abortion before it's like no you weren't paying attention to it before people have always been talking about abortion and that's always been one of like the biggest debates like you know from the time that I fucking remember it being implemented in fucking comedy and all that kind of shit as well in your comedy institutions and all that kind of shit but like you know they they, they don't want to fucking mention that um. Oh god, I, I, I totally forgot what I was fucking trying to say. So happens when I go all over the fucking place. Um, and I'm awake too, so there's no like maybe I'm getting dementia. What was I trying to fucking use? hold on one second? Uh, maybe I can get myself. Uh, this is gonna be thinking out loud. What was I trying to fucking say? Um. Uh, what was I trying to say? I was trying, I know I was trying to fucking say something about, um, how they're using, like, you know, um, how they're using, um, you know, um, how they're using, what was I fucking, oh my god, what, dude, this is so fucking stupid, I, 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 I they're using, like, the, 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 the old arguments of, 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 like, the racist connotation that, that, uh, but it's like, how come, how come these people who were uh, now pointing out that it started with rape? I never saw that argument before a long time ago. Maybe that one was fucking implemented. It's like they had that in their back pocket because they know that fucking liberals are going to fucking use that, uh, that fucking, that, uh, that case as the be-all, end-all of, like, the most important fucking, you know, uh, case that's ever been done in the Supreme Court or something like that, whatever. But at the same fucking time, they're gonna, you know, um, then, you know, all of a sudden bring that out and pretend they fucking give a shit about it. Like, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm not saying that you don't have to, con- you can condemn that woman for fucking lying, but it doesn't mean that, um, it doesn't mean, it, it doesn't mean that the, 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 the concern isn't genuine or, or, the, like, people are, are, people are, like, you're acting like people are not gonna be fucking affected by this because you have some, some pretend, like, when Hillary Clinton fucking chimes in. Like, no one, people hate her so fucking much, obviously, that, like, her saying, like, oh, my God, there should be abortions and all that, like, there should be abortions being allowed and all that, you're gonna be like, oh, my God, she's a fucking, she, see, these people want to get on, on board with what she's saying, but then at the same time, like, you're getting on board with all the fucking far-right fucking Republican people, because people think that the fucking pretentious fucking liberals... 
who will fucking show concern about certain fucking things at certain times, and because they're hypocrites a lot of the time, right? That them showing concern about this, that automatically means that you have to be against it because of um because of who's like you know, like showing concern. So you might be some public figure that you might not fucking like, but in the same token, you're going with fucking other compromised fucking people that want to ban abortion. So you're not as woke as you fucking think you are by fucking dunking on it because people just want to, you know, pe- people have been waiting to you know um. To show their fucking misogyny and all that, and then and, and it it just like our 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 culture is so fucking you know uh, like the the culture is so fucking bad with like on on the internet that you have people who are like you know happy that Kevin Samuels fucking died or something like that. You know what I mean? Thing is, is he's a celebrity, so I I I have this personal fucking opinion that the world is coming to an end, or like we're at the end of the earth, basically. And I, I, I have this personal... Because I, I don't believe celebrities play by regular rules. Everything that they do is a show, which is which is why it's dangerous when, you know, you basically use celebrity fucking example. And both Jimmy Dore and TYT do this. And they think they're fucking smart, but they think, they think they're analyzing something, but they're doing sports entertainment because these celebrities don't play by regular rules. But I, I have this personal... And this is, just, this is one of my stupid fucking theories, but at the same time, you know... When you watch fucking Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, like, to me, like, you know, they basically are showing you symbolism of what is fucking going on in the world. Like, not a, like obviously not this fucking, like, people, not superheroes running around doing all this fucking shit and all that. But showing that there's more of a fucking, um, showing that there's more of a fucking, you know, uh, more to our dreams, I can fucking buy that, it doesn't mean that, like, exactly what goes on in the fucking movies, but the, but the, the basic symbolism of your, like, and I've seen a lot of fucking movies the last, the last decade, that have showed dreams where it has some consequence to it, and part of me wonders, because, like, the movie industry work, like, they, like, the movie and TV industry, they know how to implement different messages, but like different stuff. So like, let's say you don't watch this one, one one movie, but then you watch another movie. The same themes are going to be implemented there, so you get your themes implemented in all of them, right? So I've noticed over the fucking last decade, at least, or you know, last two decades or whatever, that there's always been a focus on dreams from like, or or or, or being asleep and doing something in the doing something in, in your sleep, like The Matrix. Remember that? And what was that movie where what's it called? Uh, where was that? Where was that movie where uh, Jennifer Lopez is like a cop? She ha- ha- goes into her killer, uh, into this killer's uh, uh, mind and all that. Like I believe that kind of shit does fucking exist on some level, and they and they show like they gimmick it up obviously and make it like ridiculous superhero shit, whatever. But I do believe that there's something going on with our fucking dreams, and I've been I've been having these I've been having these fucking dreams over the last decade that I can vividly fucking remember now. So much so that I wondered, you know what I mean? It happened it was back in two thousand ten, where like uh, you know I I had this. I, and the thing is, the, the thing is, somebody I talked to about it knew the exact fucking dream because he knew, and it wasn't my message. He 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 looked fucking scared that I was bringing this dream up because he was like, oh shit, like yeah yeah, yeah I, I I I know about this kind of stuff, like you know what I mean? But there was like a dream where like it was like basically like World War Three, the whole world at war. 
and uh, and and Dick Cheney, and Dick Cheney fucking you know came came back whatever, and he was like more invisible, and we we were living in like a, in in a world where like there was like a lot of technological advances and all that, and I saw Dick Cheney basically riding an elephant, but it had wings. So like the like like really big fucking wings where it could fly, and he was just stomping on fucking different people running around like running away from this shit. It was like one of the more scarier dreams, and I just thought it was a stupid fucking dream. But when I mentioned it, and then some guy I was talking to about it was like 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 in person too, right? Someone that you know, and he kind of like you know kind of like signaled that he knew about that. Then one of the other more vivid dreams when I was going through some of the most horrible shit on the planet. Mentally, because I didn't want to fucking sell my soul, was when, like, you know, I think I was being tested in this dream, where, like, it maybe it was, like, set in the fucking future or whatever, you know what I mean, I don't know what it was, but basically my fucking house, like, everything in my house was burning down, and I think everyone was evacuating, I told people that, yeah, 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 go, 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 I'll, I'll be, I'll be gonna get some stuff before this thing goes down, and instead of fucking coming back out, I remember just going, you know what, I'm just gonna end it right here, and I'm gonna fucking just sit here, and I'm gonna, it's gonna burn fucking down. And then out of nowhere, for some odd reason, I remember this fucking vividly, and it, it just always fucking stuck with me. It was like all of a sudden CM Punk is like in the basement fucking window, basically fucking yelling at me for not fucking you know what what what, what the fuck are you doing? You're gonna you're gonna fucking kill yourself like that. And the thing is, it wasn't like he just showed up. I think he was like I think whatever was going on, like a bunch of people, it was like in the middle of a war a war a, a warfare going on. But then he came out, and then he fucking basically, like, you know, tried to fucking save me before, you know. And then, uh, and then, and then, and then me, me, me and the group of people that were around, whatever, we went to some underground fucking passage, whatever, where it was disclosed what was going on or something like that. I'm not saying it's real, but, like, I've had, like, a lot of fucking dreams where, like, they seem fucking real. But that was, like, one of, like, the more scarier ones that I could remember for, like, you know, like, it was just, it was weird how much I can remember of that dream, and it always stuck with me, and then I started wondering if the, if those, if those dreams were actually something that's coming into fruition or something, without a prediction or something. There's always been, like, and the thing is, like, I, I still think that, like, human beings, like, we live past lives before or something, maybe, because when I was a kid, and I just fucking ignored it, I just thought it was in my head, I would have fucking past fucking I, like there would be little fucking glimpses of of my of, of of the like you know how when like uh in 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 Westworld when one of the robots has gaining consciousness and they, they they can still remember certain things that happen like they they see a fire or something like that like that's what happened with me where I saw like a fucking I saw I saw fire and all that kind of shit it was like implemented in me that like I lived a fucking past life on some level it would always fuck and I just thought my. I just thought I was fucking. I mean, most people will say I'm just going insane, anyways. But I always wondered, like, if, if, like, like, what, what's the story? Like, did we live past lives and then we got re, we're redoing it now or something like that? Like, I have no fucking clue. Because we're, the thing you can't even talk about advancements and all that, because the even the people on the left, progressives supposedly, you know what I mean. Even put a stronghold on not talking about any type, any, any type of conspiratorial shit because uh, the QAnon people taking over. And if you're not a, a conspiracy person, and the only conspiracies you fucking hear about are probably fucking QAnon, so you're not going to know about the other conspiracy. It's, it's, it's like knowing about WWE and not knowing about New Japan and other fucking good wrestling that's out there. So you're going to be like, oh, the, 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 this is the only wrestling they have. This is how the presentation is. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be. I I don't want to fucking co-sign that. 
You know what I mean? When there's other fucking promotion that could do conspiracies fucking properly, basically. So basically, I, what, what, what I'm trying to get at is Kevin Samuels. This, again, I, I never really got invested in him because, like, I, I just... People were always making a big deal about this fucking guy online. And, and you know, he seemed well enough. I, I don't know, like, there's something that he said that with the cold didn't seem that bad. But then, of course, like, every, every public figure that when you become a, have a platform... You gotta fucking, you know, um, have one of your messages uh, be generalized and maybe it comes off as misogynist. I never really invested enough into him and then all these conversations then become like, what is masculinity? And then people have their own definition of what masculinity is. People think treating women like shit and fucking, you know, uh, constantly being an asshole like to, to people like that, that's what being a man is. Some people think being a man is also protecting your, your woman and your, your children and all that. Like still acting like, you know, manly, but still like understanding, like having sensitivity and being vulnerable like that that's like man shit whatever as well you know what i mean like i don't know but like you know but but, but people will have it one way or another where they want to do the 90s aesthetic and then all these and then basically it just causes more gender wars and all that so like you know so kevin samuel was designed to cause like you know he was designed to be a guy who caused more culture wars but i'm sure there's a genuine message that he a genuine game that he did give because again he, he wasn't only just always shitting on women he also shit on guys too i think I just don't know enough about him, but apparently he died. But it, it, it wouldn't shock me if some of these guys who make it in the system, you know what I mean? Like, you know, some of these guys are living underground or they're going to a new fucking planet, you know. Maybe Kevin Samuels made enough money where he could afford a fucking clone. I mean, trust me, there's probably a clone of each and every one of us on some fucking level that exists. They probably take our fucking blood and they fucking secretly do that shit. When they literally show you that, show that, show, show you that in movies and all that, and you're gonna say, "Oh, that's just movies and all that." But 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 literally, all our entertainment has been done, and, and you can't just say that those are just movies. When the fact is, the fact of the matter is that all the raunchy comedy and fucking politically incorrect fucking entertainment has now fucking cultivated into what our culture wars are now on a, a larger scale where now it's easier to fucking implement legislation. So don't tell me that I can't think that there's fucking, you know, more to, to this life than they fucking lead on. It doesn't, it doesn't make me a fucking QAnon person. It doesn't make me want to fucking join fucking right-wing militias or anything like that. So go, go fuck yourself if you're one of those people that generalize conspiracy theorists. Do you, you don't have to agree with me, but at least my at least being me being conspiratorial has taken me more into a fucking left leaning position. But again, you can't have that nuance. That's why that's why the fucking uh, prog progressives and the and the Democrats they fucking lose. That's why what they call the, the right wing is whooping your ass and you're letting them do that. All you're gonna do is scream and talk about oh the Democrats let me down. Okay, cool. You're giving Jimmy Dore more fucking. You're giving Jimmy Dore more fucking. You know. Um, credibility when uh, he he on the surface said a lot of the fucking things that need to be said but that doesn't mean that he isn't aligned with fucking people that are fucking far right you can easily if you can inf you can easily make it look like you're a fucking a left guy but then have some positions where where you're basically boosting boasting about being right because Anna's sick Anna Kasparian's sick of fucking uh, the Democrats and see, this is why, see, I agree with, uh, you know, Anna's fucking anger about the fucking Supreme Court shit with us going on, like the abortion and all that. I can feel her fucking anger in that. But the thing is, like, 
they're limited in what they can say. Even though they say they they have no agenda, they tell you the truth one hundred percent of the time. They don't. They're fucking liars as well. But I don't. But like you know, they they do serve some fucking good, obviously. And so then when she's getting upset about that, it, you, okay, fine, cool. So Jimmy Dore, you're right, right? But you would think a guy who, uh, you know, looking the bigger picture, who wants everyone to unite. Why would you go and then mock somebody who's worried about fucking women's fucking birth control and all that? Like, I know you had the, like, like you think, like, the, the thing is, like, even though you're right about the fucking Democrats, you went on fucking Tucker Carlson. And and don't tell me, and, and don't, I, I don't care about that bullshit, that bullshit excuse now. Oh, I'm just bringing right people, right people to the left. No, 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 you're bringing yourself to the fucking right. And you know that by not mentioning it, by still propping up fucking Tulsi Gabbard and fucking, you know, licking her fucking pussy while they grab you by your fucking man pussy and beat you into sub, be, being sub, subservient. I don't really give a shit. Jimmy Dore's a fucking shithead. And, you know, he, he, he would, he would rather fucking get serious and unite with Boogaloo boys and then fall for their fucking horseshit about being lied to. So, uh, about, oh, because the Boogaloo boys uh, uh, happen to say... See, this is the problem with fucking um, promoting white supremacy in the most dumbed-down way fucking possible. Like, you go, oh, well, if you're a white supremacist, you have to be marching like those guys... Because you, you know why they, they, they focused on the fucking, you know, the Charlottesville, uh, Charlottesville fucking, you know, the theatrical fucking shit that was going on there? Whatever. Because now it sets this fucking precedent that... Only white supremacy can be under that guise. It can't be under another fucking guise of, 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 of sophisticating your argument. So, of course, the Boogaloo boys can then uh, make it seem like they're not fucking white supremacists. They can just say, yeah, I support Black Lives Matter. I support uh, uh, unions and all that. They can say all that shit they want to fucking say. But then yet you don't have you, you don't even fucking like uh, challenge them or second guess them because they told you all the right things you want to say. And then you got to call other people marks. That's why Jimmy Dore is a fucking hack. And he's surrounded by fucking sickle fans that don't really find him funny. Like, even Kurt Metzger probably writes some of Jimmy Dore's jokes down, and even he can't even laugh. He half-assed laughs at the fucking jokes. You're not a comedy fucking leader. I don't, I don't give a shit what connections you have. I don't care how long you've been doing it. If you're doing this long and there's no memorable fucking bit from you, then you're, you're, you're diddly shit to me. So you mocking Anna for being concerned about that. And listen, and, and, and TYT didn't do themselves any fucking favors by, uh, you know, um, they didn't do themselves any fucking favors by, uh, um, oh, oh, by b- b- blindly just hating on Jimmy Dore's forced to vote thing, right? And not explaining what goes on behind it. Like, they'll give you some fucking uh, soft fucking behind-the-scenes thing, whatever, and all that. But you let fucking that side fucking win on purpose. And now when they are... Now when you guys are fucking crying about it, about the abortion thing, whatever, now he's going to use his base to fucking basically mock you. And say, oh, look, I guess Jimmy Dore's always right. The, the, the thing is, if the world is in, in a dangerous fucking place... Why would Jimmy Dore give a fuck about fucking being right when, like, you know what I mean? Like, you go, okay, fine, yo, she, she, she's, she's, on, uh, she's on our wavelength now, let's fucking work together. But instead you're going to make more, like, why, why, does this ish, why does this abortion fucking issue, why does it have to become a Jimmy Dore versus TYT thing? The thing is, TYT will take jabs, but like at least like they wait a while before they take a jab. But Jimmy Dore is going to be using this for his material because that's all he fucking has is drama to fucking cater to. They get if you once you start fucking uh, making your fucking headways by um, <coughs> pr- promoting fucking drama, non fucking stop, then y- you and your fucking fan base get addicted to it. That you constantly need something to fucking uh, to rally against. 
and 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 Jimmy Dore and Bolt TYT look like fucking marks when they're talking about this Dave Chappelle thing. First, Jimmy Dore basically pointing out, oh my god, can you believe 50k likes on this fucking tweet that said, Chappelle, you're next? Even though, like, that was probably by design, because everything on social media is, like, um, sports entertainment, so they probably knew that Chappelle was going to... I knew when that tweet went viral that something was going to happen to Chappelle. And what would be ironic... And the thing is, maybe, like, you know, maybe in this storyline you're going to find out that maybe it was staged on some fucking level because this guy who did it is a fucking Trump supporter, basically. The, 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 the guy who did it was a Trump supporter rapper. And then, and then, and see, and this is where people fucking, you know, um, lose, because the, 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 the super educated fucking people who think they're smarter than everybody, but, um, but they're, they're only smart because of the, the parameters and the limitations that are put on. If you actually expanded what goes on behind the scenes, they wouldn't be so fucking smart. And that's why they're afraid of, because they think, oh, I, I, I have the Harvard education, so, uh, take me, like, and even though they are smart, but they limit the fucking, what, what is considered fucking smart. You gotta, you gotta go by normal fucking rules, even though we don't play by normal fucking rules. And that guy, and that guy that got, who attacked Chappelle isn't playing by normal fucking rules. That's why, like, this is why, like, this is what's dangerous, whatever, because people are like, oh my god, if he got off with a misdemeanor, it, that's scary. Like, yes, for regular people, if, if, some, if someone who's a violent offender is getting misdemeanors for doing violence, but most of the time when it happens to these celebrities, whether it's like you, 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 you empathize with a comedian or whether what's it called, like the comedian or, or the celebrity themselves are, are organizing on their own, whatever. But like, you know, they basically have, um, they basically have funded fucking people, Arkham Asylum weirdos, that they have at their disposal to basically come out and do shit like that. I, I've been saying about WWE as well, that whole Burt Hart thing. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that guy was an Arkham Asylum weirdo because they're trying to set precedent uh, on purpose. And they've been doing this for a while. They've been doing it for the last couple of fucking things. They're trying to set precedent that performers getting attacked, even though the pe the owners are, the, even though the people who run shit are the ones organizing it. They're going to make it correlate to the fucking, uh, to regular fucking people. And people on the left are going to want more harsher sentences for people who are Arkham Asylum weirdos from organized shit. And then there's going to be people who are going to fucking justify um, why fucking uh, entertainers need to beat the fuck out of fucking people? Because then they're gonna correlate it and do it on on their own because they're um basically trying to make it relatable to regular fucking people. But it it would it wouldn't shock me if the storyline go because we we're living in irony irony circle here, right? It w it wouldn't shock me if this is like actually proven to be staged. And then people are going to call for Chappelle's fucking being in jail or something like that. Even though, like, these guys don't play by those fucking rules, so they're not going to go to fucking jail. Like, but it's cute that you want to go, oh, I'm about justice and all. Like, whenever someone goes, oh, how come these women never reported to the cops? Like, the cops work for the rich fucking people. It, they they will fucking pr promote the fucking story when they need to promote it down the line when they need to make money off it. But then again, that would expose the media's fucking hypocrisy, right? And you can't have that because anytime you fucking talk about the media being shit and fucking covering shit ten times, like ten, ten years too late or whatever, then what the call they will act like, oh my god, well I had no idea about this, I had no idea. And then the thing is, is that they will make it look like. Uh, They'll make it look like the like the, the, they're the ones who are covering this stuff all the fucking time. They are, they're on top of it, even though they let shit slide. And if you expose that, then it'll make them fucking worry that they're also puppets. 
and it also proves fucking, you know, and, and, and that's why Trump's fucking people, um, <clears throat> that's why Trump's fan base fucking resonate with him going against the media, because the media is shit. A lot of the media is complete fucking shit. Even if you have valid fucking things you're saying and uh, condemning things, but basically self-preservation condemning, basically. So you basically fucking make it look like on, on record you condemn Trump for what he's doing, even though you're limiting it and, you know, and you're probably on the guy's fucking side on some fucking level. But but now guys like but, but now you have fucking you know TYT kind of buying into this buying into this fucking shit, um you know and making it seem like this is just Dave Chappelle's opinion when Dave Chappelle is being funded just like every other fucking court jester comedian is to fucking um, now parrot this right wing thing. It's it's hilarious that Dave Chappelle <clears throat> is being used as fucking you know being iceberg slim basically. And, and the thing is, if it is proven fake, his right-wing buddies are going to fucking push him, are going to fucking put him, um, are, his right-wing buddies are going to push him to, um, like they're going to throw him to the wolves, basically. And you're going to see, and you're going to see that Dave Chappelle with the cold shouldn't have aligned with, I mean, I'm not saying he should have aligned with, um, he should have aligned with fucking liberals. Maybe start your own fucking party with exposing bullshit. But um, but yeah, but the thing is, because Dave Chappelle made fun of Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smollett, because he made fun of uh, he made fun of him, so it would be irony that Dave Chappelle faked a fucking hate crime on on his own, basically. You know what I mean? Like that that that, that that's just ironic. But but again, this is what happens when fucking media people cover fucking you know they cover um celebrity shit. Like, it's, like, relatable to regular people. Like, you're, you're presenting regular fucking rules. So you're going to be like, oh, my God, how does this guy get out of mis- misdemeanor? Because the fucking elite fucking who organized the storyline are fucking paying him not, not to do it. But it's also setting a precedent by... Because when they use these things to set a precedent for um, what's going to happen with regular fucking people, this is, a, the, 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 this is the way they'll fucking get to it, basically. If that, I don't know if that makes any fuck. I don't anything that I say like, doesn't make any fucking sense, anyways. You know. But there's people that are like happy that Kevin Samuels is dead. I listen. I you know. I I don't listen. If if you're a woman and he you felt that he was generalizing you, then I get like why you would um not give a shit about this guy. Like you you're not like I mean listen. I wouldn't fucking go all the way and fucking just fucking making him, like, I, I don't think Kevin Samuel was, like, like, he probably partook in propaganda, but, like, he wasn't, like, the worst fucking, you know, offender of that shit, from what I could fucking tell. Again, I, I didn't, you know, from the viral stuff that I saw of him, you know what I mean? Like, I just knew he was just a fucking character that's supposed to fucking, you know, be, like, you know, one of these, like, new relationship gurus, like, from, like, the movies you see. And, you know, that movie with Gabrielle Union and Jamie Foxx where... Jamie Foxx's character writes a fucking book. Like, you know, like he's like one of those dudes. But I don't fucking know, man. You know, it's just, uh... There's a lot of propaganda going on. They said that there's an Antifa Discord fucking thing that fucking leaked out. And I don't even know if it's true or not. But the thing is, is like, they're gonna make it look like, you know, uh... They're gonna make it look like, you know, people who are, um, 
organizing against, like, you know, who are doing it in self-defense because the system is going to fucking oppress them. They got to make it look like they're the fucking offenders first, so then you make it look like they're the extremists that are fucking um, attacking innocent fucking justices or and all that kind of shit when you're basically pushing people into a corner into that. And with Louisiana fucking, you know, basically making... It's basically you're, you're, you're making people felons so that they also can't vote in the future as well. They're privatizing education. They're, they, it, would, it wouldn't shock me if they fucking go against... Uh, they, they, they ban interracial marriages. They ban fucking... Uh, they ban... Um, they ban uh, same-sex marriages and all that. They're, they're going in that direction. And they and 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 they had fucking a lot of help from the people who are entertainers online and uh, who by easing people into the fucking conversation about. It. That's why there are certain fucking new right wing people that have condemned interracial marriage randomly. Like like there'll be valid points to be made that like when you're like like you know what I mean. Like there'll be valid points to be made about how like. It, let's say you're you're a minority and you're with a with, with a white partner, but this white partner might be associated with like fucked up things, and then they'll use you as a fucking prop. Like I understand like that whole sentiment of like being being used by someone from dominant society, um, you know, um, to like you know basically kind of co opt their shit, and you're doing it on the guise of a relationship. But there's genuine people who just fucking fall in love with each other. Um, you know, and, and by the way, and th- this is where, like, you know, a lot of, like, like, these supposed new right-wing accounts, they use, like, like, they, they use marriage for celebrities, like, as a way, like, like they, they, they shit on liberal representation, right, liberal, like, symbols of representation, but yet they want representation in fucking presentation of who, wh- which couples with, 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 uh, which couples interracial, which couple is not. And you're basically easing people in to being able to ban that shit. So I hope you guys are happy playing a fucking part in that. And 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 you can have like it, 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 and you and you just can't blame it on fucking straight white men as well. I mean, yeah, the people who probably invented these rules are probably a straight white fucking guy, whatever, and all that. You know what I mean? But now they have different minority groups, um, uh, that 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 are fucking uh that that are fucking being uh recruited in, in into into the into these right wing think tanks to now basically fucking, you know, spew their shit spew like the, the right wing talking points, the new right wing talking points and basically making it look like it's just a genuine fucking concern because you're saying it in a in a really, really cool way and all that kind of stuff. You're making it look like you're a fucking attitude era character and all that. But like they're easing you into all that shit. And and then and the thing is there are fucking like neoliberals and all that, like that that the, the agendas with, with like you know like you know with ed, like for example like they'll condemn anyone from a minority from like a like a brown or black community for homophobia. Okay, cool. You can fucking you know point out portion of fucking people, but you generalize all those communities. But then you won't fucking make a big deal about Ed what Ed Buck was doing. And if you know if we if we're like using celebrities and politicians as the be all end all, right? Then why isn't there more cons- like, like I don't think that because Ed Buck did what he did that that, that that that's everyone in the fucking gay community, but then at the same time everyone thinks that like you can generalize other fucking communities when basically there's different delegation at the top that are fucking infighting and then it seeps out for regular people to get involved and because regular people only see it on a surface level they're not seeing that there's like different factions that are feeding each other and fucking seeping out to the fucking you know uh 
seeping out to the, you know, to, to the masses. They do that on purpose because they want to convince people to be on their fucking side or shit. <laughs> you know. But it's, it's, it's normally people who pretend like they're, you know, like they'll call out Colin Kaepernick for, for you know, um, you know, not really being black. Okay, but Colin Kaepernick, listen, I know people are going to make it seem like it's a be-all, end-all Colin Kaepernick. So this is why I hate fucking when you use celebrities for your causes. Even though Colin Kaepernick represents a good side where he probably is earning so he can, on the low probably fucking help fuck like once you like you being be, being a figure for a political fucking thing can be be done in limited fucking ways but it's also used for a good way as well so if you're representing someone that's standing up for good on some level you know like for example at the end of the day if if Colin Kaepernick is gonna look like a fucking scam artist then and he goes out as a villain but it doesn't mean that the money that he made from all this stuff didn't go to fucking good causes beneath the fucking surface but, like, the same people that are fucking doing that are also the same people that will pretend they're blackballed from the industry or something like that. And yet they're all at the fucking shows and they're all, they have all the fucking access and all that. They're constantly fucking doing their own bullshit, but they'll call out other fucking people that are actually fucking doing, like, genuine fucking, you know, for, for the overall fucking good. Even if it comes off in a limited, limited fucking way. But I, I know, like, a lot of conservative types fucking will fucking do that type of shit. I know I'm not really fucking doing this fucking properly and all that, but, you know, it is what it is, man, you know. So, yeah, I saw Doctor, I saw Doctor Strange. Uh, it was, uh, you know, a pretty decent movie. I can never explain what the fuck is going on. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you know, I'm going to talk about it right now. I don't give a shit, like, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I watch it as, like, just a regular fucking person, and then I get dirty looks from people whenever, like, I don't know every single fucking thing. I can't memorize every fucking thing. But, like, but basically, I, I, whenever I watch these movies, so I, I don't really pay attention to the specific powers and all that kind of stuff that these people have. I just look at the symbolism of, like, like, when these movies come out, like, Civil War and all that, and then you basically have the symbolism, because when these big, when, when these are big releases... It's supposed to be symbolism of where the world is going on some level, and it feels like, like you know, when the Civil War, the Civil War movie and Endgame and all that was happening, it was like basically kind of like you know training you to think that we're in that fucking we're in that space in in, in our lives where we're we're basically going to a fucking war, basically uh, a new civil war and all that kind of shit in real life and all that. Like not to say that you should compare it to like specifics in the movie. I'm saying the over the overall symbolism of like like a, a big ass fucking war and superheroes and all that, where like there's basically the public figures and politicians are the superheroes in this for better or for fucking worse, basically. So when I see that type of shit and I, and, and I see fucking like dreams manifesting in multiverses and all that, it makes me wonder if there's other worlds that are like. Because people seem to think that we're moving toward that way with the whole Mandela effect thing. You know what I mean? Where where our, our planets are fucking, you know, everything is kind of changing a bit. Well, everyone, well, everyone fucking denies that it exists. But basically you saw a professor, it's basically uh, about, uh, 
like the, the, them needing this one chick, this one girl who is able to go through the go to different universes. She doesn't know how. Doctor Doctor Strange try to kill her in like the in the try to take her powers in the dream, and then they they ended up like they 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 met in the dream, but then like they ended up meeting in in real life what in in the, in their universe. So they go to a different universe somehow. Whenever when she's scared, Wanda Wanda Vision is like you know, uh, basically trying to. I, I can't even understand it. She she has some beef with the fucking girl, whatever, and all that. I, I I need I need to like listen to a review so they can explain to me. But basically, Wanda has because uh, she became the Scarlet Witch in the in in the Wanda Vision, whatever, right? So like now she is trying to fucking take over so she can go and uh, meet her kids in another universe or something like that, because she doesn't have them in this universe. And then, you know, Doctor... So she basically becomes, like, evil or whatever, right? So Doctor Scarlet Witch takes over her. So in the other, you know, in the other universes... In the other universes, uh... Uh, in the other universes and all that, what they call, like, you know, uh... Like, you can control your fucking different version of you from another fucking universe on some level or whatever. So the, the one from that world is controlling... The Wanda in the other universe, where she basically fucking ends the Fantastic Four, who was headed by John Krasinski, John Krasinski, who was one of the, like the, str- the stretcher guy, Mister Fantastic, and then uh, and then uh, Agent Carter's Captain Carter. If you saw the What If episode, I didn't know that What If stuff was gonna be canon with this shit, whatever, right? But I guess like that was fucking cool about it. And then fucking you know um, what's it? Patrick Stewart came back as Professor X. And then he got murked in that. I mean, that one version of him got murked. Whatever she tried to, he tried to get into her head to save like the real, the, the real like the the try to save Wanda because she was like in in the in 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 you know going into going in her head. She was like under these bricks because the Scarlet Witch took over. But then the Scarlet Witch fucking basically snapped uh, uh, Professor X's fucking neck. Basically, she outpowered him mentally and all that shit. You know, I don't know. I can't, dude, I, I, I'm the worst at explaining fucking movies. I just, I just looked at, and, and, and the, uh, and the edit, I just wanted to see if there was going to be fucking, like, a, a, you know, more Avengers going on, but I guess I just opened the floodgates to what we can expect now. It's just basically going to be a, an excuse to do random booking now. You know what I mean? I don't know. But, da, da. And I've been, nah, nah, nah. I, I'm not good at explaining movies, especially superhero stuff. Because thing is, when I watch these movies now, I'm not really watching it for like specifics. I'm watching it for hidden fucking truths and stuff like that. Because I do believe within entertainment, because entertainment is so ridiculous that like if 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 you live your life by going, oh my god, I'm gonna follow what's going on in the entertainment world and live my life by that standard and all that, people are gonna be like, that's fucking insane, right? But, like, I think that's the perfect disguise where you can implement hidden elements of what goes on behind the fucking scenes for real. Like, they'll even, like, show you... Like, shows that make it seem like they're exposing what goes on behind the scenes, even though those are fucking limited on some fucking level. But I do believe some of these, like, superhero movies and all that kind of giving you a glimpse of where we're going to go in the fucking future. Maybe that's always been by design. Because we're always, we're always going to end up in the fucking go, go, going to war with each other. 
and people are going to establish their fucking powers or something like that. Not like, 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 you know, like, you know, not, not like directly like, oh my God, this guy actually fucking has like superpowers and all that kind of shit. Like not that, but I mean like the influence and manipulation and all that, you know what I mean? Like, that's why it's like relatable to like what public figures are because they're, they're the closest thing you have to superheroes, um, whether you are against superheroes or for superheroes, what they're calling, those are the fucking closest you get to it. And it makes fucking sense, whatever. You know, if you watch that show, The Boys, it, you could basically replace the superheroes with celebrities, and it would be the same kind of energy that goes on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. All I know, all, all I know is that fucking, you know, that I, I shouldn't be going out too often because I'm, 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 I'm in really bad shape. Like, the, like you know, the, all the shit that, I, that I've been through mentally. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you're a sob story. I don't give a shit. Go fuck yourself. You 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 will, will will shit on my sob story, but you're gonna fucking like make your own little limited sob story going on. I I can't even speak English in this podcast. I'm all over the fucking map because I'm I'm trying to cover all these fucking topics at once. And I know that I'm fucking up. I don't care. No no one will listen to this podcast anyways. But my stuttering sounds more compelling than half of what you guys say anyways on your shitty fucking propped up fucking platforms. Who fucking, you know, give the most mediocre analysis of, of, of certain things. Of what goes on in the fucking celebrity world. Trying to tie it into basically make it seem like they're playing by the same fucking rules. You guys are pathetic. And I know you're going to say that I'm pathetic. But you know what? Here's the thing. You guys can make fun of me. I can probably fucking take that. I can do it. If you point out that you're not cred- if you point out that anyone that's prominent that's not credible, they will fucking lose their fucking shit. They, they, like, they, they will fucking lose their mind. They will become the villains in their fucking head. They will use resources to fucking like make you go insane because they haven't decided to get the help they fucking need. They rather fucking, uh, they, they rather fucking use their fucking resources and anger to basically try to crush somebody and destroy their fucking lives because they and then and then and they're the ones who get to act fucking liberal all, all, all of a sudden even though they're just as bad as fucking conservatives are but yeah like I, like the, the stuff that I've, I've been through whatever you know what i mean like the, you know, the stress that i have whatever you know what i mean probably the ibs uh the fucking you know the fucking overly medicated shit the fucking the arthritis in the fucking back like i just you just fucking let me die then like, you know what I mean? I guess they're going to keep me here long enough to put me in fucking pain. So that, you know, then so then people can, re- people then can come in and pretend like they're trying to fucking save me. Even though, like, they're, it, it's, it's their way of trying to fucking, like, get, like, one-on-one time with me so they can fucking go, Oh, he can't hate me that much now because I'm, I'm helping, I'm helping him train, whatever. Just for their own fucking benefit. But they, people won't hesitate to, like, any chance they get to fucking putting me down, they'll fucking take it. Even though they've been lying to me for the last fucking decade plus, whatever. Because they don't actually fucking give a shit about you. They're selfish assholes who only care about themselves. And, and, and them getting fucking paid. And even when I, even when I go out, what they call, like, I think, like, agents... Like, you know, people who already have me under their fucking, you know, under their fucking, under their fucking, uh, um, their thumb. Like, I, I believe that they made a deal with fucking, you know, forcing my parents into, like, like this happening. And this is my personal opinion, of course. That, like, what do call I didn't open, one of my drawers was not open. I remember specifically that the drawers were all closed. I come back, one of the drawers is open. So they're clearly going through my shit. 
just to fucking punish me and all that kind of stuff. But I, but I can't say anything because then people in my life will then pretend that I'm fucking crazy and then they'll start a fucking fight because they're all mentally fucking fucked in the head themselves. And they'll never get help. Uh, you know what I mean? They'll just use their fucking power to make my life a living hell. If it wasn't for me, a lot of people, the people in my life wouldn't uh, have what they fucking have. And they hate me. They, they, they hate me so much. They hate that I'm the reason why they got the good stuff. Even though they also fucking uh, have been treating me like shit for the last fucking decade. And, nothing, and, and they don't got to pay for anything that they fucking had ever done. They are allowed to fucking treat you like fucking shit. Because they were like, given the green light by Howard Stern to do it. Probably turned them out or some shit like that. And then they get mad at me. Well, I I had I had people people like one time I know getting mad because they got initiated to basically initiate insinuating that they got initiated into it, and they're getting mad. They're getting mad that I haven't uh, done any homoerotic stuff to get like into the club and all that kind of shit. And that's why I knew right there that they you know what I mean like you have to fucking go through that to fucking be accepted into the showbiz world. And uh, if that's the case, then I don't need to fucking go through your initiations. I really don't. Go fuck yourself. Just kill me right now. What to call you? The thing is, they keep me alive until I get I become vindicated. They're gonna come and kill me anyways, regardless. Like you know, what I mean, like the ultimately, people people in my life will probably be the end of me anyways. Basically, that's what I think, at least. But that, but again, that's what the mental fucking trauma fucking does to you. That now you're in a constant state where you don't even trust anyone in your fucking life. And you just wish the pain would be over. I can't even explain that with the plot of a fucking movie. Why would you want me alive for? People just take fucking pleasure in listening to this. And, you know, saying that, oh, but people who end up making it because they compromise their fucking souls will then represent the system by fucking putting you down, by saying it's all your fault for your shortcomings. Listen, I can take my fucking blame for stuff that I did. I didn't play the game properly. But don't act like the game isn't fucked up. And don't act like because you played the game properly, that means that you're a good person. No, you play the game because they allow, because evil people allow you to fucking go into their level to, to get tricked by the access because you get tricked by white man's poison of fucking the the finest fucking luxury drugs and the fucking finest fucking women or, or men whatever the fuck your choice of pleasure is and all that kind of shit everything in between you will fucking take that because you were given the keys to do that doesn't mean you don't work hard it just means you worked hard to now become a mediocre personality that's not my fucking problem. And you, you can get mad at people for being mentally free. So you want people to be on your fucking wavelength because you guys can't expand your thinking. You gotta limit your fucking thinking. Not my fucking fault. Go fuck yourself. The people who are the smartest on the fucking planet don't even explain the fucking world properly to people. And then they expect to fucking be taken seriously. Go fuck yourself. Seriously. Each and every one of you. You're cunts. Basically, I think anyone that talks about fucking a conspiracy, like, you know, on the surface, and it's a public figure, like someone like Ray J and Lord Jamar, right, they're seen as kind of villains on some level, right, by the people who are overly liberal or whatever, right, you know what I mean, 
So when Ray J fucking says that the whole Kim Kardashian sex tape was like a business plan between her, Kim, and Chris, he's like letting it out that 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 exists. But again, it's just gonna be that one incident, not that the whole fucking thing that they've been through. Because these people don't play. I'm telling you, these people do not play by their the same rules that you play by. So now when they come out with it, they'll come out with one situation that might not have been that might be compromised. And then they'll talk about legal, um, legal fucking legal shit that's going on because of it. Even though like it's like the whole, it's, it's all theatrical for you to make it seem like they're analyzing stuff by fucking law and all that kind of stuff. Even though these guys are above the law, but when they need them to fucking actually play the roles of going through it, you know. But it, it, it doesn't shock me that these things go on. Like this is like a industry thing where like you organize sex tapes. And all that kind of stuff. You gotta use it for blackmail. You use it for whatever. But the people are constantly fucking extorting you. That's why you gotta be... That's why you gotta fucking talk your shit sometimes. Because there's people in the industry who are vultures by default. Who are trying to fucking destroy you. And try... You know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll make money off you. They'll break you. They'll rebuild you again. They'll break you over again. And then they'll rebuild you again. But they try to fucking break fucking people all the fucking time. Like, I don't know what's going on with... And, and then Lord Jamar said that the fucking Will Smith and Jada thing was fucking fake. I'm actually in agreement with them. But people are going to be like... People who already have limit, Who have... A, people, like, regular people who already hate Lord Jamar. Or, like, you know, think that they... They, they think by pointing out the celebrities do stupid shit or say stupid shit. That, oh my god, can you believe how stupid this person is? Like, no, actually, you're actually the one who's stupid because you're playing by regular rules. You're given information and limited parameters. And these people who, who act stupid are actually know what they're fucking doing, actually. And it just makes you... They want you to think that these celebrities are fucking dumb. Just because they do dumb shit doesn't mean they're fucking dumb. And and, and by, you downplay, by you downplaying it, it makes it seem like... Uh, like oh like 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 oh if I say they're smart that means I'm I'm complimenting them and I think that uh I I think that uh it's a good thing that they're smart no you you can be smart and a genius and still be an evil piece of shit you're allowed to have the like those aren't mutually exclusive I don't know why people fucking act like that but th- this is why I don't trust like a lot of fucking some of these uh, this is why I don't trust like a lot of these progressive media uh, media people when they talk about celebrity shit because they talk about it like correlating it to uh like to regular fucking people when these people don't play by the same fucking rules as everyone else's but they won't listen to me because I'm a fucking I mean the, eventually they will like they, 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 they already know that I'm kind of right on some level but then of course you know you can't have like even the people who seem progressive that kind of have some respect for me a little bit loosely res- you know, loose respect they really still look at me like a fucking idiot as well you know what I mean like they still look down on me because Howard Stern has trained them to kind of do that so they don't like that you know I can be fucking as smart as them but m- not playing by their parameters and actually expanding what's going on because there's more more, more to the rules that are presented than than what happens, and like, like you know what I mean, like like regular rule, like regular people play by these rules. But when you're a celebrity or anyone else, you're not playing by the fucking rules that are fucking advertised. Those are just fucking gimmick because it's easier for people to break them. You you make you you establish these rules because then you'll be like, oh my god, can you believe someone broke it? Yes, the whole fucking system people break the fucking rules. 
So, you know what I mean? So, I, I'm, on, I'm on Lord Jamar's side with that, like, thinking that the whole thing was fucking staged, but th- that could be used as, as a design to basically make it look like, oh, anyone who thinks that is on Lord Jamar, because, like, Lord Jamar doesn't have any credibility to a certain portion of fucking, you know, because of Eminem fucking stands and all that kind of shit. And, and speaking of Eminem, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and, uh, you know, uh, Benzino's going at him about it. Uh, you know, again, like, the, the, a couple of weeks ago, he just made peace with Eminem again. Every once in a while, he'll make peace and then go back to fucking shitting on him. So to me, it's like, they keep this fucking thing going until, like, you know, because I, I do believe once Eminem gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there will, you know, there'll be more focus on him. Then all of a sudden, that you know, he, he, he's going to be exposed. Because, like, uh, whenever there's a big moment for these celebrities now that are symbolic and all that, and and, they're, and they've been on the verge of becoming villains behind the fucking scenes and all that, you know, and, and then showing the surface, I'm sure there'll be something that's going to cancel Eminem at some point. But, I mean, listen... Like I, I agree with Lord, I agree with Benzino that there should be other fucking rappers uh, who deserve to be in there as well. But that doesn't mean that Eminem doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame as well. But I, I, I think a lot of rappers deserve to be. And I know people are gonna be like, "What does rock and roll? Well, you know, but, but you know what? I used to have that same fucking thought as well. But I didn't know the history of the whole rock and roll thing. Rock and roll started by black people. So yes, what the cold that that's part of the fucking thing to be a part of. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like, I at first I didn't understand. I'm like. Why don't you just make a hip hop hall of fame and have your own prestige? But black people made, you know, basically, you know, made rock and roll and got robbed from them. So I mean, listen, you can put rappers in there. But I mean, listen, it's well deserved for Eminem to be in there. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, done some fucking, you know, dope work. Even though people want want to deny it because there are people who limit their hate for Eminem, but they get the hate going. Like, they're in the right in the sense that because Eminem's trajectory is going in that way. But by completely shitting on, like, the entire legacy of what he put out, like, and, you know what I mean, defining him by certain album, certain bad albums is also, like, you know, a limited thing where you could do more than just fucking doing that, in my personal opinion. Let me get to some, uh... Yeah, so let me get to some... Yeah, so I was just saying that, like, you know, limiting the Eminem hate... Like limiting it, it's like you like the same thing with limiting Vince McMahon's hate. You're limiting, you're limiting the hate, where you're just gonna seem like you're just randomly hating on him for no fucking reason. And you know what I mean? Even though like there's probably a good reason because he's going into that direction basically. You know. I'll get into some wrestling fucking shit because this is kind of important as well a little bit. But uh, Brian Kendrick did some lengthy interview. I don't know where he did it, but he basically said that he's like kind of changed. From like a decade ago, which again, most people have most likely, because you know, some people get worse, some people get um, uh, reflect on it. I don't know, but the thing is, like, it's not one of those typical celebrities, because like, you know, because even when uh, celebrities get canceled and they market themselves to get canceled, they do these half ass apologies where no one's gonna buy it. So when people do genuinely change their fucking view, you're not gonna fucking buy the apology whatsoever. Thing is, I've already explained half of the fucking shit that I've been through. So there's no way no one's going to make me fucking grovel for fucking shit I fucking... Because uh, I know that when people who make you grovel, um, behind, you know, um, at least on the surface, like the, the certain delegations and certain fucking public figures and all that on a level, it's like basically to humble you. Thing is, like, I'm not going to fucking humble myself for social climbers online who are paid to be online and make more racist fucking jokes. There's more racist racist shit that's being said by a lot of the people on Squared Circle Reddit than what Brian Kendrick has fucking said. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, like, you know what I mean? He, he lumped in some legit shit with, like, some of the fucking typical YouTube right-wing conspiracy shit. And that's what, that's what the culture was in 2010s. And no, and, and none of these so-called do-gooders said anything then. They wait till now to fucking say it. I just hate that you had to grovel towards, um, like you, like, the, it's not about like, oh, the left mob and all that. Like, I get you gotta be held accountable if you did something fucking really, really fucking horrible. It's just the people online are no better than the people who are in the public figure position because they're working hard to socially climb up into those ranks so that they can become those public figures and become fucking problematic themselves. You know what I mean? Like Lil Nas X fucking partook in fucking talking about how Islam was the biggest fucking danger and all that when he was a troll. Right? You think anyone fucking gives two shits about it until they're supposed to fucking give two shits about it. But no, but you're you're allowed with the with the anti with, with the anti Muslim shit, you're allowed to fucking do that. But like you say anything about fucking Jewish people and I'm and again I'm not saying you should generalize, you know, Jewish people at all whatsoever. But if you talk about their delegations and what goes on behind the scenes with them, whatever, with other, you know what I mean? Because the delegation of all, all kinds of fucking people. They just so happen to make it, you know, seem like it's all just Jewish people who fucking do shit, whatever. Even though, even though they, they kind of prove your fucking point by fucking totally fucking canceling you and getting their fucking puppets uh, in the media, um, get, getting their puppets to fucking basically condemn you for every fucking single fucking thing. Like, it, it, it's, it's like, it's so unheard. Like, by St. Christopher Columbus... Or um, as bad as fucking Hitler, you, then that means you're trivializing the fucking Holocaust, whatever. It's like that, you know, that's a Sopranos episode type shit. If you compare any of the Holocaust, it's like it's just like a horrible thing. Even though, even though what happened during slavery is like just as bad as what happened under fucking the Holocaust as well. Like you know what I mean? Like the same type of fucking, uh, fucking like fucking up one race of fucking people is 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 still on the same level to me. So I don't think that you're you're devaluing the fucking. It's not that like you're fucking trivializing the Holocaust or anything like that. You're just showing that other Hitler wasn't the only fucking evil fucking person because they made him the face of being evil that everyone can fucking agree on. That's a fucking evil person, even though the founding fathers are fucking evil. The fucking you know the the, the Christopher Columbus is fucking evil. There's other fucking evil people that exist. The U.S. let fucking, like, like little Nazis come over under fake identities after World War Two. They probably, in my personal opinion, they probably let Hitler fucking escape, probably, too. You buy that fucking bullshit that he did all that just to fucking go and kill himself? Are you, are you, are you serious? Even though like, there's been fucking official, official docu- uh, documentation that the CIA was looking for the whereabouts of Hitler in the 60s. But you can't even fucking point it out because now every conspiracy around the Holocaust or World War Two is that the oh the every the the, the, the one that they created that gets because because like the most because what happens is when that when one conspiracy gets traction because people are not really following conspiracy the only conspiracy that the right wing was able to fucking allow to be in the um in 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 the in the in the um in the fucking um. All the fucking conspiracies that, you know, that they put on the fucking, uh, from the right wing about fucking the Holocaust is that you, de- that you deny the fucking whole thing fucking happened. That's like, that's like the fucking narrative they put out there to basically make it seem like any type of conspiracy around what went on, even though what happened was fucking real and all that kind of shit. But, but like I've explained in, in the past as well, like when I was like buying into fucking conspiracies and I was looking for like pro-Palestinian voices... 
a lot of fucking right people who weren't like you know being the typical right winger that you see on fucking Fox News, like you know like the cartoonish ones, they would try to ease you into being more of a fucking anti semite by going, but, but by basically okay the Belfort Declaration whatever was was established and all that kind of shit. Where, like, you, you can't even say that you think that there was some Zionist-type people who had, who were, were, were in bed with, who were with, in bed with Hitler to sacrifice their own fucking people. Like, you don't think that people on an upper echelon would fucking do that kind of shit, whatever. Right? And then, so, so, so then, so then it started becoming, um, I remember exactly, it started becoming more like, uh, like people, people online, people online in these fucking subreddits. We're then trying to ease you into saying, "See, Hitler wasn't against." Uh, like they're they were trying to say that. Uh, oh, they they were trying to say that they they, they claim that Hitler wasn't. Uh, like they're, they're trying to claim that Hitler wasn't. Um, oh, wasn't so bad because he was trying to get rid of Zionism. You know what I mean? The same shit they're trying to do with the whole Russia thing as well, kind of in, on some fucking level, right? They're trying to do that kind of shit. They even fucking try to rebrand David Duke a little bit as well on some level. Because, like, you know, because I remember I saw, like, this guy's channel or whatever. And he's talking about what Palestine's going through. And I'm like, oh, wow. I go, isn't this a guy supposed to be a KKK guy? Like, why is he talking? Like, you know what I mean? He's, like, standing up for Palestinians and all that. But then it started leading into, like, more of, like, oh, they and they want to do this to erase white people and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, okay, so now I can see what they're doing. They're trying to conjure up fucking support for Palestinians by, like, having right-wing people kind of kind of call it out on some fucking level. But because it's David Duke calling it out, then you're going to be like, okay, David Duke is, like, for um, um, helping... Uh, is for... Um, uh, David Duke is for these... Um, he, you're going to say that David Duke is for these, uh, for Palestinians. So that must mean that anyone who's on the Palestinian side must be on David Duke's side on some level. They do that on purpose to basically do it. But in the 2010s or so, they were trying to re, re, rehab David Duke on some fucking level with this, with this new rebrand that was going on. And then, and then whenever anybody, and, then, and people would point that out, and then people would point out that, that Hillary Clinton is friends with a Klansman on, on her own, David Byrd or something like that. So then you're like, okay, so why are they being hypocrites about that while you're condemning David? So, the, so like, the, the internet, the, the right-wing fucking think tanks would basically kind of uh, help fucking, you know, basically... They're basically trying to make you empathize with David Duke because he's, been, he's the one that's being targeted because they're not bringing up what David... what Hillary Clinton's doing talking to another fucking guy who was part of the Klan as well or something like that. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. But I, I hate the fact that, they like, you know... Like, people are like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to forgive Brian Kendrick. But it's like, what do you want to do? You, you want to rebrand as a fucking right-wing guy and say he's being cancelled? Or do you want people to actually... I don't, think, I don't think people want people to fucking change whatsoever on any level. Because... because, because and, and it's not about like, oh my god, can you believe cancel culture is running... I think that pe there's people that use it as a marketing tool to get themselves cancelled. And I also believe that there are people by, by default who are online who are basically working for, like, agencies, basically, who basically you look look to see how the, how much information they can find on you to whatever whatever side. Like, basically, right-wing people could orchestrate cancel culture for certain people, so then, so then it makes it look like it's a left mob 
mob doing it. Even though the neoliberals probably work hand-in-hand with some of these fucking right-wing people as well. So they pretend like they're doing it out of progressive progressiveness. And basically, they basically try to cancel somebody so that the person has no choice but to be accepted by people who are leading more right that are sick of fucking cancel culture. That's just the way I fucking see it. You know what I mean? This is, see, again, this is why you, people should embrace conspiracy because if you don't embrace conspiracy and you're trying to condemn fucking right wing, you're going to look like a hypocrite. And because you're not answering why, um, you know, that you're not answering that and you're worried about um, what's going on with Trump and all that kind of shit, you're going to look like a fucking idiot to a lot of these fucking people. They're going to be like, okay, you're just someone that's fear mongering about Trump when there's been more dangerous people who have served for, for, served for worse in the past and all that kind of shit. But maybe if you embraced conspiracy, maybe you'd be able to explain to people how this shit fucking goes a lot of the fucking time. In my personal opinion, everything that I say in here, that's a theory, that's my personal fucking opinion, of course. But it just, it's just funny that a lot of these people don't want to even go down that route because a lot of progressive fucking people like to think that they're fucking like being normal, even though the, the world is not a normal fucking place. It's an insane fucking place. So they got to seem like they're the ones who are thinking logically when you're not really thinking logically. You're limiting the fucking thought process. You just spent you just spent like you, a, a lot of fucking time thinking that because you um you know you thinking because like you have this fucking high education and that you've been around the political world for so long and you're a voice that suddenly that, that that means that your takes are not fucking mediocre. I'm 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 happy for your success and making all your fucking money that you're making, but I don't have to fucking applaud what, what you become in the fucking system by downplaying every fucking thing. Sorry. Even if you're on the fucking good side, even if you're supposedly progressive and you're denying any type of conspiracy existing, you're not, you're basically a cop to me, basically. You're no better than a fucking cop. You work for a fucking you. Uh, you're 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 you're, a, you're basically like you're basically uh, um, begging and pleading to a cop society while you're pretending that you're condemning police because of the obvious fucking story that exists outside. Like you know what what evil what, what evil the cops are doing on the fucking surface, even though all these institutions literally have their own cops at their payroll, and that's more aligning with the fucking cops than uh, than actual being a policeman is. So if if you think you're better by because you condemn police, well, um, I mean again, rightfully so, you should condemn the fucking corruptness that's going on. But then at the same time, you think you're 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 so good that you condemn the fucking police, but then you're aligning with a system that helps own some of the fucking cops to cover up their fucking madness. You're not any fucking better. Sorry, you're not. I'm gonna sneeze. <sighs> Fuck, man. I don't know. I fucking, you know. I don't know. Samoa Joe was talking about tribalism. And listen, even though he didn't fucking. He could have gone further into what goes on with the tribalism. I think him just saying uh, people. Um, being tribalistic over things is stupid. You have no fucking say in this. Just enjoy your pro wrestling. That's basically symbolism of him just saying that he doesn't fucking support the discourse that goes on. But at the same time, he's limiting it to basically to basically fucking... Uh, like, he could explain that the fucking industry themselves are the ones that orchestrate this shit. Maybe he doesn't fuck with that, but he can't say anything because he's part of the fucking industry. He can't fully condemn Tony Khan or Vince McMahon for help orchestrating this. But a lot of people online got offended by this because, like, well, I'm allowed to be tribalistic and all that kind of stuff. No, because you're paid. And the thing is, 
if someone cool like Samoa Joe, who can fucking you know, um, who can fucking you know convince people you know that something is not is not cool at all whatsoever, then the people who are trying the hardest online to act like they're the fucking coolest, will then get offended by it because they think that being tribalistic in all fucking manners. Uh, that means that they're being fucking cool because they dunk on WWE or WWE fans dunk on AEW. Even though they're both fucking funded on some fucking level. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's just the way I fucking see it. Like, that girl on Cinema fucking account, that it's, it's one of the most annoying fucking accounts on the planet. She's just a fucking troll that's trying to boost up her fucking, uh, she's trying to boost up her fucking, uh, uh, her, her reputation and her discourse by constantly... Like, there'll be some valid thing that she's saying, but then she'll start, like, commenting. Like, she's denying that Dante Martin is black. See, this is what happens when, like, you, like I, I notice that people on, on, online who, who, who when, whenever you do this, in front of, do this in front of fucking, like, racist white people online, they feel like they have carte blanche to now fucking make these kind of statements, like, oh, this, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, it might be a joke, but, like, as, as a joke to, like, certain people in, in, in that community who will go, someone who's light-skinned isn't really black. Like, that would be, like, the, the common, like, diss that would be happening sometimes, right? Now it's given fucking carte blanche to a bunch of racist assholes who then fucking get determined who, like, who, who are not even black. Like, even, it could be brown people, too, even, or, like, other fucking communities. Uh, you know, basically the going, oh, well, uh, this person isn't black, he was not black enough to be in it. Even though the per- the, the girl on Cinema Account was saying shit like, oh, the Owen Hart Cup hasn't had one black person in it, even though Dante Martin was in there. And they're going, oh, he doesn't count as a black person. Like, who the fuck are you to say that? Like, who, like, who, who, who are you fucking people? The thing is, is like, I know there's a fucking pretentiousness that goes on with people in the industry, but a lot of these fucking accounts are not fucking just some regular innocent fucking accounts. If they're boosted up, that means that they're fucking part of the fucking system and they're socially climbing up so that they can be that fucking hypocrite in the fucking system. So we have more fucking pretentious fucking hypocrites in the fucking system, essentially. Like, like even the discourse between the New Japan uh, and AEW sellout happening. Like, by design, like, a lot of these fucking experts that are downplaying it, it's like they get, they basically are, they're handing AEW all these little victories by, by people completely downplaying them, so that when AEW proves them wrong on some level, then you're like, oh, look, they really proved you wrong. Like, you have a fucking say in what these fucking corporations are going to be doing, and what these companies are going to be fucking doing. The people in the industry add to the fucking, uh, add to the tribalism, and no one calls that out. Like, I, I, I thank Samoa Joe for going off about the tribalism and all that kind of shit, because that's what it should be, but he's also not disclosing that these fucking people in the industry help fucking fund these things. And then this is how you, in every industry, this is how you become somebody that makes a name for themselves through the online shit before you become an, uh, 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 on-the-surface on fucking character in the fucking system. And you make it seem like, oh, look, this person was a, an internet personality, and now he suddenly made it. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's like, no, it isn't. You're, you're basically groomed to do that. I had no idea about how that fucking worked out, but then you figure out that people who have this much investment on being online all the time and constantly being in comment sections and all that, these people are not just fucking regular fucking people. These people definitely get paid to be online. And then when... And they, and they, would, rather, and they would rather you think... That these people are acting fucking crazy. 
And, you know, and you know what I mean? Like, oh, can you believe... Like, by condemning it, by going, oh, my God, these people are acting crazy and they have no... Like, yeah, the, the reason why they're acting crazy is because they're given incentive. They're given perks to behind the scenes to go to know where each wrestler is when they're in town and to go fucking spy on them at their hotels or in restaurants and all that kind of shit. That's what my, my, my personal opinion is. All I'm going to say is that then the, if if we become honest about what's going on with that, right? If we become honest, then many people understand why people do the things they do online. Then yet these people partake in the worst kind of shit behind the scenes, and then they get to act like friends characters um, by acting like you know they'll amp up their fucking ignorance and their fucking horribleness. But then they want you to think that they're fucking actually good people on some level when none of these people are really that fucking good. They might, like, you know, serve a good side, but, like, you become a shit personality online when you amplify shit. And when you partake in fucking propaganda, so I don't fucking need to respect that. And because I pointed out, there's a lot of fucking anti-Hansy group chats out there that unite to fucking, you know, shit on me. But they're not going to do it on the surface... <clears throat> if 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 I were buying into right wing fucking propaganda, because I have the aesthetic of everything horrible, of course people would dunk on me a lot fucking more. But like you know what I mean, like they hate me still, but they feel like okay, well this guy, he um you know he's for like you know some of like the fucking you know, he's up he's he, he's for people from marginalized communities, and people who who want to fucking you know um who don't want to be oppressed anymore. Like, he's for those people to rise up and all that kind of stuff. So, like, like okay, we can't really goof on him on the fucking surface because he's actually a good-hearted fucking person at his fucking core, right? But a lot of people fucking still fucking hate my fucking gut still. A lot of people in your fucking life hate your fucking guts, a lot of people in general. And then they and they still want to keep you here. They'll go, oh my god, you 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 can't die, you can't you you can't leave. But then and yet you still treat me like fucking shit. So I'm here for your to be your punching bag. Fuck out of here. People don't care what you go through, but then they care enough for you that they'll fucking go. Oh, like they'll pretend they care enough enough for you to condemn that you'd want to fucking leave this planet. But they'll stand idly by watching for decades. For a decade plus now, watching fucking you know, um, the worst fucking shit happen to me, and and orchestrate for, for for their own well being. And any chance people in my life or anyone gets, they'll fucking treat me like shit. Any chance they fucking get. Make me feel like a fucking asshole. You know. Mickey James, Mickey James joined Busted Open, which is kind of cool, I guess. But I, 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 because Busted Open is like kind of going in their fucking right wing trajectory, I wonder any celebrity that aligns with them, like you know, like a Thunder Rosa or a fucking Ricky James, like all the celebrities that like all the wrestlers that are aligning with that fucking show, that probably means that they're gonna be right wingers eventually. Because Busted Open is a fucking right wing platform, in my personal opinion. They'll pretend they're not, but they are. A new right wing type of way. 
I'm glad I fucking don't. That's one of the shows. I, again, uh, I was tempted to call in to say what's up to Mickey Jean because I've always been a fan of her. But at the same fucking time, it's like, then, you know, the, they'll, they'll welcome me back, bust it open. And then I'll keep calling in and they'll eventually treat me like shit again. And try to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, they'd always do that trick where, like, if I called in, they would wait, like, an hour and a half before going to calls on purpose. And, you know what I mean? Like, like B- Bully Ray has this fucking, because Bully Ray is, like, w- w- one of the most racist fucking people on the planet. I don't care what anyone fucking says he is. He's a garbage human being. Like, you know what I mean? He pretends he's a good fucking person. He can be a good person on some fucking level, but he, but overall, he's a garbage human being. He's one of those, he's one of those racist in my personal opinion, of course, who doesn't be all out about his racism? He looks like he gets intimidated by the overall like people calling out racism, and he'll act like um, by like you know by uh, by, by like, like like when when people are forcing Hulk Hogan to keep apologizing, he's like, "How long do we keep him? How long are we going to keep him to uh, make him apologize?" Like he's he's more mad at the people at the mob for fucking you know condemning the racism than he is about the actual racism because he is he is what he is you know what i mean he wants to be a howard stern guy so fucking badly and that show is trying to become like a howard stern fucking show and that's why i try to exit you know what i mean and i still haven't really forgiven Lagreca for inviting me to bust it over i could have gone to you know post wrestling shit but the thing is like the, their event was free but they basically got me there because it would bring in fucking fans and then they didn't even bring me onto the stage to be interviewed or in there that even though I've been a contributor to that fucking show for the longest fucking time, and they fucking treat me like that, they're a fucking complete fucking asshole. And then they they they, they had me fucking stalked out. They wouldn't let me take a picture with Mark Henry when I you know, I you know you, you, like they, they had to wait until the official fucking you know taking a picture, but they, like because they were worried if I took a picture with Mark Henry, I was gonna split right away. And 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 the truth truth, the truth is, I, if I got the picture with Mark Henry before, I would have actually fucking split. But then after that whole fucking meet, then Mark Henry started treating me like shit when I called to bust it open and all that kind of shit. And I got fucking sick of it. And I used to be a, I used to be a fan of B- B- Bully Ray and Mark Henry and all that kind of shit. But then they were they basically relied on that kind of shit. And and the Greco is one of the guys that kind of orchestrated this shit. He plays a nice guy, but he's like one of the he's like he looks like a fuck he looks like a uh he looks like a fucking uh, um you know South the, the South Park maker the world the world police he looks like a world police fucking character basically with how cartoonish he fucking looks with his glasses and that shitty fucking hairstyle he has I I have no, I have no respect for fucking Legreca really to tell you the truth he's he's, he's a fucking puppet in 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 the, in the most fucking uh, most obvious fucking ways possible and he, and he thinks because he called out that he he thinks that he called out different company that he can be a shill. Even though being a system show, you will still condemn different companies for different things. But you're still a fucking status quo cunt, cunt basically. And and now they got Mickey James on their fucking show, which which, which again, you know, was it, it? It just it. She she did a good job, but I at least she isn't she isn't on with uh you know uh bu- bully Ray. She she's on with bully Ray time. She's on with Tommy Dreamer and the Greco on Wednesdays. The, the, the best shows are when Bully Ray is not on the fucking show. Or Mark Henry is on the show. But they ruined that. But, but those guys ruined that fucking show hardcore as well. I, I would never want to meet Mark. Again, I, I mean, if I, if I meet Bully Ray or Mark Henry, they would want to beat my ass. And they, by the way, they would be permitted to. Even though, like, th- those people, like, even though they haven't kicked my ass, they fucking added to mental fucking torture of mine. You know what I mean? Like at least Bully Ray has orchestrated on it because he's a he's a little fucking cunt. I I keep I keep hoping for his comeuppance one day, whatever. When he gets exposed for you know, 
covering up fucking, you know, um, domestic abuse in his fucking school and all that type of shit. Or one of his students did it, and you know what I mean? But I'm sure that will be marketed later on when they need to really cancel him. You know? And then the horrible people online who are already trying to latch on and defend Vince McMahon nonstop will then get to be the ones who get to be the judge, juries, and executioners on, on matters online because they're paid to. They're not re- these people online are not regular fucking people. They're paid people by the fucking system who are, who are probably working no work job like the, you know Sopranos no shows no work those type of jobs where like now you can be every faction has their people in different fucking works in different companies that can just basically show up and work on a computer screen, but all they'll get paid, and all they'll do is basically just be online all day. You think these people online who put all this effort into posting and moderating Reddit and all that kind of shit are actually not being paid, they're just doing it for the good old fund of internet discourse? No, people are definitely fucking getting paid. Everyone's just a fucking character. Like, Booker T is the biggest fucking caricature now. Because now he's condemning Ember Moon for speaking out about what happened in WWE. Even even though even though Booker T was one of the guys that put... And again, I, I'm, I'm not saying that he's wrong for, for saying this. Because I think this is what goes on behind the scenes with all these fucking uh, people. But he, um, he, he blasted fucking uh, Dixie Carter for saying that she may have been sleeping with some of the guys backstage. Which, again, I know when you do it to a woman, obviously you're trying to fucking reduce her to that kind of stuff. But everyone in the system, like a Vince McMahon or a Dixie Carter or anyone like that, would definitely be, you know, overplaying their hand and their power to hook up with people, at, you know, um, um, whenever they fucking, whenever they want. Um, even if it's like their own fucking employer, because you're a part of a mafia where everyone kind of hooks up on some level. But he didn't mind outing that, but of course, he's getting mad at Ember Moon for or or Athena now um, for exposing the WWE sexism behind the fucking scenes of uh, wanting every single fucking person to dress sexier and all that kind of shit. And if, if they want to dress sexier, cool, go ahead. I don't fucking. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm a guy. I fucking enjoy uh, watching hot fucking women, you know, dress the way they are. But if they want to fucking do that, go ahead and do it. But if they don't want to do it, then that's a fucking. It's not about um, force. It's a, the whole thing is about force, basically. And there's been stories about how fucking th- there's been them forcing women to do shit they don't want to fucking do in the past. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, so, so it reeks of fucking, like, good old-fashioned capitalism that, like, oh, you should prioritize the money that you're going to make instead of fucking outing what's going on for your own well-being. Like, oh, and, 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 that's probably the, and that's probably the reason why the fucking business is in the, is in the fucking way it is because of fucking people like that who um, don't want to call out the system for, for what kind of evil shit they do. It's fucking pathetic. It's like 519 fucking, uh, fucking, uh, dynamite. I mean, Rampage is going to start, so my notes are going to be fucking outdated with, I mean, not really, but I mean, you know, I mean, 530, at least I can, I can go and recap Rampage and then come back and try to recap it before SmackDown. I don't need to, I don't need to watch SmackDown live. You know what I mean? I can just fucking do that, but, you know, I just wanted to get this shit out of the fucking way. I don't, I'm not even happy with how this fucking shit turns out. 
I just need to get off my fucking chest. Maybe I'll fucking nail it better because I, I have so much notes compiled that... See, again, this is why I'm glad that I did the fucking podcast, that, the last one I did, when I did it. Because then, I know on Thursday, because on Thursday I went to go watch the fucking movie. And, you know what I mean? And, and that takes a lot of fucking time between that and all that. And then I had to catch up with fucking music from last week. I, I'm going to wait until I fucking finish uh, last week's fucking releases. Because, I, again, I, I haven't gone through this week's releases. But until I catch up with last week's releases, I'll come and do the new music. Uh, you know, uh, during, during, during the week or so with fucking the podcast and all that. You know. It just becomes really, really fucking odd, man. I don't know. Anyways, um... Yeah. Let me see right here. Oh yeah, um, AEW's officially made the title. The act that they they physically made the title. Just wait until they fucking unleash it. I mean, and 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 that should fucking give some value to some of these random trios few that go on. You know what I mean? Because they do have a trios thing, and though I, I I guarantee you those fuck that division will probably be just as compelling as the fuck. I mean, they they have too many titles from different companies, anyways. Like, you know what I mean? If you're going to make these many titles, then maybe reduce the amount of titles that you're going to have and all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, then, you have people who are the ROA title holders, but then you're going to have them lose matches that are non-title, and then it kind of devalues the fucking ROA. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't put any... Like, I wouldn't put Joe or or um, uh, FDR or, um, you know, uh, Willow Yuta to be in positions where they're going to fucking lose all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Because, like, I mean, when they... If they're doing singles and all that kind of shit, you know what I mean? Or... I don't know. And Candice LeRae has been... Uh, her contract fucking ended. I don't know if she let go. Either either or, she's always playing to fucking leave. You know what I mean? I never know what the story is going to be, whatever, and all that. But, yeah, it's not a shock, whatever. She's probably going to flourish. If she come, if she goes to, like, Impact or AEW, she'll flourish wherever she goes. She's, like, literally one of, like, the best women wrestlers out there. You know, she's, like, one of, the, like, like, one, like, one of my favorites, for sure. Her and Io Shirai. I saw that live at TakeOver in 2019. One of the best women matches I ever seen live, basically. I, I think it was like one of the best women matches in the fucking in 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 the in the company's company's history too. I, I mean, from bell to bell, not like that, like the like like the storyline was all, like it obviously didn't have the fucking legendary fucking build for Sasha and Bailey, basically. You know what I mean? But like uh, like from bell to bell, like that may have been one of like the two thousand nineteen takeover. That match may have been one of the best women matches I've seen. Especially live, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was, it was a great women's match. I know other fucking matches in stardom and all that. Listen, I, I, admittedly, I don't get to watch fucking all these other promotions and all that. I can't keep up with everyone. Everyone then all lumps in together from all these promotions, man. I, I just can't keep up with it. It's way too much for my fucking fucked up brain to, you know, process. Anyways, um... I'm gonna go and, uh... Check out fucking Rampage and try to recap that. I'll, 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 I'll probably come back afterward. Like I'm, I'm obviously I'm not, I'm I'm gonna do this. Uh, I, I'm I'm making it seem like I'm I'm signing off now, but for this segment of it, uh, this is like before Rampage began. I'm gonna come back and have to do the AEW Dynamite recap and the Rampage recap, but I'm gonna do that. I can do SmackDown later. I think I'll compile all of this. Uh, you know, then and then, and then and because like there's an impact review, so then I'll, I'll just do the impact SmackDown Rampage and AEW recaps 
all in this fucking podcast. And then, then more shit will probably come out where I have to fucking get off my fucking chest and all that. Whatever. I'll just go to the AEW AEW Dynamite recap. I just finished watching Rampage because it came on earlier fucking time, right? So, um, but um, yeah, I'll get into that. I mean, I I think I might, I think I may after this Dynamite recap just do it and then just do a separate one. Maybe I'm thinking maybe I can pile on all these ones into one uh, podcast or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I thought the show was pretty st- dynamite. Um, I thought the show was pretty standard when there's a st- when there's a standard with uh, and when there's a standard show with EEW, it's still very enjoyable. You're not bored. It helps that you know you'll you'll you will kept um you'll there'll be like limited overproduced segments and don't have to anticipate cartoonish and sitcom level dialogue and not always. Everything is repeated. There are things in motion happening to set up a pay-per-view, even though you got four official matches announced, which are you know, the world title match, the women's title match, and the finals for both the women's and men's own heart qual- um, own heart qualifying, own heart uh, foundation finals. And then you say, uh, and, and then you can see other directions the, um, uh, the, the fucking talent is going. They did uh, give us the bracket finally. I'll get into that later, but it's, uh, it's fucking hard now to fucking know who could win because some of these guys are in feud, so they would not need to be in the finals. But anyways, this episode was enjoyable, and of course they're creating segments that are not designed to hit and kind of hammer home that, you know, women's wrestling is not getting anyone's interest, even though AEW does a minimal shit by throwing out um, minimal promotion and then throwing the shit out for, for an ROH unification match for the w- world title. And the thing is, the thing is, cool you have other titles represented, but sometimes they're just way too, uh, too fucking much titles going on. So you did minimal promotion. You didn't even mention that Mercedes won the title until like a week ago, and then you just kind of spring this title match and place it in the main event, and it was decent. It didn't really get the much reaction from how I was hearing it, and it feels like even, uh, even this is done for the discourse, but they could have. Um, put it at the top of the second hour or something but it feels like it was designed for the sake of saying they're doing the bare minimum so people can complain and shill the shill and foot soldier accounts can pretend it is the women who are not delivering and justify why there should not be more women matches on an episode of Dynamite it's always designed for an agenda that being said the show was still pretty good the one takeaway since this MJF and Warlow build it feels like such a star making performance for Warlow he's like showing off more moves she's showing more vulnerability than match the angle is getting a lot more interesting like of course i'll get into that later uh but um uh but i i need to give opening thoughts for some fucking reason i don't know why i always do this but um i would say those matches the, the matches were decent my match of the night was probably phoenix and dante and they didn't need to go ball to the wall with every fucking crazy movement it was kind of hard to follow on some level but it could have been a lot fucking worse when doing this recap live right I, I get so fucking annoyed when I'm not able to write shit down properly. Not like it fucking matters, but since I'm putting effort into dynamite shit, I at least should do tolerable job uh, to, to you know do a tolerable job for a product that is not wasting my fucking time. I'm not waiting to uh, blow my fucking brains out from boredom at times. 
they did incorporate some video packages, albeit it should have been for the women's ROH match. But the regal one sufficed, and Tony even went back to the old lighting that was the discourse. So, of course, Tony posting online about giving into people's wishes is so fucking tryhard. It kind of like they plan on doing shit, but then it has to be seen like they listen to people when they were gonna do that, gonna go that way, or they know better. But 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 wait for people to complain about shit. You know what I mean? It's like the way they promote it. Um, but anyway, that aside, I enjoy the episode on every show has to have 8 million matches to make it seem like it's action-packed. Things aren't a holding pattern, but there's a forwarding motion toward the pay-per-view. And you can see where things are going on some level. Some people don't make it on the AEW Double or Nothing show. There's definitely going to be another pay-per-view in June for the New Japan AEW show. And I forget which match it, which match it was, but there was like one of those stretched out stats that try to get things thing that get annoying. You know what I mean? I didn't even notice if I heard it on post wrestling, but now I kind of forget. Um, but maybe we all remember during the fucking uh, recap. Uh, um, but but they don't have to make every fucking stat over everything. You know what I mean? Like I, I try to culminate more shit so we can make fun of them about in the future or something. Like I sometimes it, it makes you wonder. You know what I mean? You you have your company isms. That you have to fucking market, you know, to make fun, to make you the butt of the joke time to time. I don't know. They they try to make mention that Jeff Hardy's first time performing in singles. Pretty soon we're gonna get the first when someone got wearing specific colored gear or some shit. That, like, that's how far the stats are gonna go. I get they have to make the match feel special as possible. You can ease off some of those fucking shitty stats a little bit. We're going to be hyped for a match regardless, you know what I mean? I enjoy the show where I can find some real analysis out of... Because this company works in great areas where each character is and their and what their motivations are, you know? They know how to book their baby faces, which shows me that if, a if one wrestling company can book dope, genuine baby faces, then politics can get better baby face, baby face candidates than, than, than the shit Democrats you fucking try to offer to the people. Since politics and wrestling, since politics and wrestling is wrestling with real life consequences, right? Anyway, I'm I'm glad they gave us a bracket for the tournament after tonight. Um, the uh, the official tournament is set. It was a Joker spot, which I I could I could see being Miro. It could be someone outside the company, like maybe Cesaro. Maybe they try to get someone from the Hart family in the tournament, which could mean Harry Smith could be one of the guys to get in the tournament. You don't you you don't have to have him win it, but you know just have someone you know in in the family. In it, you know, like like they're definitely not gonna go with Teddy Hart. You know what I mean? But uh, Jeff versus Bobby Fish was a decent match. It was a g good story told. It's not Jeff going out of control. That's what he's gonna save that Darby match for most likely. And anyway, let me get to the match. Cole's on commentary, and I feel frustrated because now I have to pay attention to the re uh, pay attention to, re to recap what is being said on commentary. But he just so far hyping up the undisputed era win, and it will be they'll all be in the tournament. They have Jeff's first match. People are amplified, so they start off with their usual wrestling shit, shoulder block between taunts. Jeff gets a hip toss, then the chin lock. Hardy shoulders him in the corner, does a pillar in the post. Fish rams him into the corner and gets a roundhouse kick to the legs, and does a dragon screw while laying kicks and then sliding lariat. Hardy rolls to the outside. Fish misses a slingshot sent on into the ring, but Fish was in pursuit outside and does a dragon screw into the barricade on Hardy. That's probably like one of the crazier bumps he took. Fish got body shots outside during the picture in picture. Jeff Hardy has, uh, but I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm describing, but Jeff Hardy's wearing black and pink. It's more magenta, you know what I mean? Because, you know, they may mention on commentary, I think. Fish had control to the break, and Hardy got a cradle, but then Fish was right back on him and does a back suplex driver. They're both, they're both down when it comes back. 
um, I put Fisher, uh, keeps countering the jawbreaker, once with a good fucking knee strike, but then Hardy eventually gets it, Fish takes him down with a couple roundhouse kicks, uh, Hardy gets some clotheslines and <clears throat> back elbows, do I need to add this stuff to the fucking, I don't know why, I feel like, when I, if, if I don't fucking jot down moves, then I'm wasting my fucking time, cause I don't know when to fucking start doing it, so I just start jotting everything down, but maybe I can skip through some of this stuff, who gives a shit, Hardy does a leg drop, <clears throat> To the midsection, that combo he does. <clears throat> Set up for the twist of fate, but it looked like he got a stunner. And Darby and Sting are watching from the from the Raptors. Raptors, Raptors. Hardy signals for the Swanton, but then um, uh, but then uh, what's it called? The uh, fish kicks him in the with, with the roundhouse to the to crotch him. I assume he was he. I I assume he was gonna go for the falcon arrow here, and he gets it for a near fall. He locks on a leg bar and or is it an ankle lock? It doesn't really matter. Hardy gets to what I guess the ropes. Fish scouts Hardy getting up and then running into an elbow. And Hardy hits a well, whisper in the wind that barely even made any contact, but whatever. Hardy goes for the swanton again and Cole screaming for him to move. Buck show, so, but then he, he, he won though for that. Then the Buck show up to confront the Hardy. Uh, Hardy, that's Kyle, is checking on Fish. And they kind of, I, I thought they kind of showed respect, but they're kind of talking shit a little bit. I don't know. Not, not really a handshake or anything, but Cole was saying that these guys are going to face. So it makes you think that they'll go to this match. But I thought by them not attacking maybe it'll do it'll be one of the things that Cole gets mad when he decides to take undisputed error and turn on the Bucks basically because the Bucks are definitely hinting they are you know going baby face sometime soon it feels like that slowly maybe Jeff will get knocked out of the tournament or some shit and that clears him up I always assume that Darby and Sting would face the Hardys uh, at double or nothing but it could change to the Hardys versus Bucks because they're definitely not going to go to Fish and Kyle versus the Bucks just yet the match is not uh, this match was not the best match of either Fish or Jeff, but it told a decent story, and it was it and it was, and and it it was it wasn't crazy enough, but it was for first first singles match. So you, so I mean at least at least you got a fucking singles match. You know what I mean? Like not that this match was bad. It just told a good story. It was a basic match of just the novelty of seeing Fish versus Jeff Hardy. In uh, you know, uh, two thousand twenty-two was pretty wild. So I I like this. I don't think you needed Fish to win the tournament. Hardy versus Darby is a dope match for the first round. Um, you know, you know, um, it's surprising that they found the they they would go to that right away because uh, to me this is a pay per view match. But I'm not gonna complain. Later we saw Darby cut a brief promo that aired toward the end of the program, but it was very brief. I might as well cover it now. I think uh, if Hardy faces uh, uh, Bucks and they show respect after the match, maybe this forwards. What was what, what I saying here? I think if Hardy if Hardy's face Bucks, then they try to show respect after the match. Maybe that forwards what will happen with the Elite and Undisputed Era in some way, shape, or form. Dar- so, anyways, uh, Darby and Sting cut a promo like they were woken up during the nap and they were just told to say something. Darby says, Not much to say about this match. It writes itself. It's going to be a special night. And Sting says Jeff is going to pull all the stops. Darby will as well. So yeah, it's going to be a special night. They didn't really need to even show this at all, really. But I guess maybe Darby is going to get get, get off on the fact that we think it's such a minimal way to set up a match. But when we see the match, we're going to fucking be blown away by it. You know what I mean? Instead of just hyping you up for it. Because I'm sure they'll do. I'm sure they'll face on a pay per view again in some setting. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad they would go this route. I'd rather a tournament have dope matchups that seem like a big deal than just some run of the mill tournament. I don't think either of them is winning the entire tournament, but I could see Darby probably advancing. This was all from you know the 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 Buck. The, this is all for the Bucks and Hardys or the. This, 
Yeah, so this is all uh, uh, for yeah, so this is all for you know all the parties involved during the match during the show. I, try, I think I was trying to convey here. I was thankful that there was no more multiple segments with the same people, especially with the way that I recap the show, where I don't necessarily do it segment by segment. And I, 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 and then I'm debating even to go through with predicting the brackets and how it'll go. But then what will happen is you put effort into this shit, and then you get, and and then they, the companies do random results. So maybe WWE's made me not give a shit after they, you know, brought back King of the Ring two times, and and could have done meaningful matches and compelling things, but they just did run of the mill tournament shit that they wanted to just shit on everyone's fantasy booking. Uh, so then we got Brian Mox Yuta versus Butcher Blade and uh, um, Annie Lico. Regal wrote two promos. Glad they showed this on the main program instead of just throwing that out to Cole. The line about you'll remember us because of the scars we leave on you. Really fucking cool. But I didn't want to recap the whole thing. It was like 30 seconds. It didn't show like, the whole thing, but I'm glad they made this shown, though. They did announce on Conte that Yuta is going to be in the Super Super Junior, so they're giving a de- some decent promotion. Felt like they were letting it shit breathe before going to the next match a little bit, showing a video package, you know, for for like a match type of a match. You, you, you know, you're going to see. Oh, it, it, I mean, it always works wonders. Regal's pumped up on commentary, and he kept butchering and and Helico's name and and Helico. But he basically must have heard my podcast for how I pronounce it. I totally forgot that you're not supposed to pronounce the fucking G. I've been calling him Angelico as well. Angelico. Angelico, I guess, right? It makes me wonder if... It, like, this is probably the only thing me and Regal can probably po- probably bond over for if I'm ever fortunate enough to meet the fucking guy. You know what I mean? But that's never happening. Uh, Regal... By the way, Regal, over the years, is he's kind of, like, transforming into a younger David Icke, you, you know, with, with his hairstyle and, you know... If I'm being completely honest, but anyway, right away, Butcher attacks Moth coming from the crowd while Blade and Brian are going out in the ring, and Angelico, Angelico and Brawling with Yuta, the bell rings, Blade gets the advantage early on, gets some strikes and clothesline, and Angelico and he, and he is in the, uh, is in and t- uh, ties Brian in a knot and with, with some submission until Brian gets a roll-up and some roundhouse kicks. Brian gets some, um, in the, gets some more in the corner than a running drop kick he did. Yuta gets tagged in, uh, gets some chops, the crowd is really behind. Behind him, and Helico t- uh, tags Blade, and right away Blade gets a. Uh, 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 hold on, gets back body drop, and Yuta stomps on uh, on the elbows. Butcher comes. Uh, 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 sorry, I, I'm I'm trying to fucking remember some of the names. Uh, I I I keep the dude that this name is T A. I, I keep. Can I just recap? I, I just did a recap, and I've been pronouncing that guy's name. I thought it was Takashida, Takashida, but whatever. It's Takashida. It's like Takashida. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, gotta, I, I gotta know how to pronounce these fucking names if I'm gonna cover. This is why I don't. This is why no one expects anything from me. I'm just a fucking. I, I'm a mentally ill guy who goes off about conspiracies, and then on the side, I'm just doing wrestling recaps that are like really, really fucked up. But that guy's for some reason that guy is fucking. Uh, this is not me reading from the fucking script either. This is like. Me in live fucking trying to remember that guy's fucking name. You know what I mean? Um, hold on one second. Um, no, I. And you look, and you look. Oh, took tags blade, and right away blade gets a back gets back by a drop, and you just stomps on the elbow. 
like a major stomp on the elbow, like a Shane, Shayna Baszler type of shit. You know what I mean? Butcher comes in and gets a drop, um, gets gets and gets drop kicked, but he uh, he doesn't move at all whatsoever. Yuna's teeing off on him. The other guy is distract, which distract him, which gives Butcher a chance to cross body him, and take us into break. Then the like all these these matches you have Yuna being the most vulnerable one where he take takes most of the damage. Butcher and Blade are double teaming him during picture in picture. They got a double clothesline at some point, and I I, said I wanted to see Brian versus Butcher go at it because it'd be dope with their styles. They come back and Butcher has the advantage on him and isolates him from the corner and eventually gets a desperation German. Uh, Regal chastises Tony for even saying that was a desperation. When there's no you know there's no desperation about that. Mox clotheslines Blade a couple of times and eventually over the ropes he is throwing him all over the all over ringside. Mox eventually gets a cutter uh, on him inside, starts biting Butcher as Butcher approaches him and he uh you know crashes into the other corner and he look and he look oh, gets a roundhouse kick but then gets turned inside out with the Lariat. Brian from the top does a missile drop kick he starts stomping on and and he look and he look goes uh, uh, while the other teammates are doing their strikes and hammering elbow elbows at the same time in unison, Brian locks in the triangle ch- choke and eventually and eventually Andy Lico taps out. I like this match, but not enough Butcher versus Brian because that was what I wanted to fucking see. But the way that the ladies matches have been really fucking good, like the ending where everyone is just beating the shit out of each other, others, while one of them has a finish on uh finish uh finish on them is really good. Like it was really good groove that they get into. They they do it really well, and it helps when that the, they're do when they're doing it. The crowd gets fucking pumped, so it does add to the environment or some shit. Uh, I'm enjoying establishing the trio doing this kind of shit. The only trios match I felt I was not uh the only trios match I felt was not up to the standard. Of violence was the gun club versus these guys, you know what I mean? But it helps that Yuda's the, the the guy that you get heat on, so to at least give the glorified squ- uh, squash guys a chance to make the heels look kind of fucking, you know, uh, credible and they're able to get some kind of advantage for some of the, for the most part. But I'm a sucker for butcher matches, you know what I mean? I, I don't know why I love butcher and blade so much but I really appreciate a good utility team and sometimes wrestling needs that and I love, pro- like, like I love the, the street profits and they'll always kill it but i'm at the point where i get more excited for a butcher and blade match than i do for like new day usos or profit matches not like they, they, like they're horrible in the ring but the, but, but the tag division wwe is so stagnant and uninspiring that they all have like they all and that they all all they have are quality matches with the same teams without angles really forwarding. So right now, so so right now this division, you know, this division, their trios division is a lot better than WWE's tag division on all brands. Um, across like even NXT and NXT used to have, have a pretty strong fucking tag division, but now it just feels like a little more goofy now. Like there's like maybe two teams that I really am excited about in that division. I, I look forward to these glorified squashes because they st- they still feel exciting while giving lesser established guys some television time. This beats fighting your current feud nine million times, and even AEW AEW does that as well. But at least they try to add promos to make you know why this next match will be different. But even that is a trope that WWE is beating to the ground. That wrestling world is better off getting away with and salvage and, and salvaging the matches. Like look how like look like look how you salvaged Punk and MGF, and honestly, it's probably the best AEW feud this company has had. So I don't mind these. You know what I mean? I know people want you know to to know what B, um Black Blackpool Combat Club is going to do the pay per view, but if you if they end up 
the House of Black thing on television. Maybe, you know, if they end the House of Black and Death Triangle thing on television, maybe that is where they go. But or or does Pride and Powerful and Kingston recruit Brian and Mox because they're against goofy sports entertainment shit? Unless they want to go with L O G L A X, but I'm clueless on who they'll face. Uh, since then, I, it's come to my attention that maybe the rumor thing is that Starks and Starks and Hobbs don't actually get the fucking title shot, but maybe Mox and Brian actually end up uh, uh, going for the tag titles at the pay per view. Maybe, um, you know, and you don't really need much fucking hype for that, other than you know, but you know. But uh, so anyway, I see here. I'm sure Yuta's gonna be in Japan during the duration of, for the Super Juniors tournament, so they'll at least be free. So at least like they'll be free, right? Unless you're gonna have Mox and Brian versus Red Dragon it would be a good te- a good match. But who knows? I'm not expecting them to name all the fucking matches right away. But we are getting closer to pay per view. But there are solidified matches that are done. As long as the main event and women's title matches are established, you're doing something good. The strike it's in unison always comes off near really cool action speakers in a modern day action. Action movie. I would name specifics, but lately my only pop culture shit is reruns of Sopranos, and I can't keep up with like all the pop culture shit. Or I could, I can't explain it to you. You know what I mean? Like I just my brain capacity is just I, I just limit it now to whatever I can can handle. Basically, we saw Starks and Hobbs promo that was not long because Jungle Express interrupted. It feels that there could be a possible multi man match because Starks and Hobbs. Are mixed in with these guys plus Swerve and Keith plus 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 Swerve and Keith, so I could see a triple threat of review between these teams. Maybe Tony goes over the challenge they made, and Starks asks why Tony's surprised, and he says they are not scared. And Jungle Express come in into the shot, so in kayfabe, there's another sports entertainment orchestrated segment. Jungle Boy says he thought about their challenge for the tag titles, and that sounds fine to him. He confirmed with Lucha, uh, Lucha, and Lucha just screams fun. Whatever, right? Uh, you know what I mean. And he does that. Eh, I think whatever. He thought about it. Ricky Stark seems like he seems like he's a spicy guy and a guy. And to spice it up, he asked for a title shot for the uh, FDW title. Christian makes fun of the shades. And Starks looks, you know, says that the Starks took off. And he says they're fake. He makes fun of him never defending the title. And Starks is offended by the shades being fake. He accepts Jungle Boy as a challenge, and he's going to show him what, what a man he is, an absolute man. I thought this was decent, but I think they need to get rid of the FDW title. Like, the influx of titles showing up, plus you have the ROH titles. You'll probably create a trios title. Uh, I don't know if this was before they could kind of confirm. At, at some point, just get rid of the fucking title. I think it will be gone once Hook wins it and gets gets a little feud with it before they officially retires it and it comes full circle you know what i mean i think hook could use that for a way that he is going with his matches and he's still climbing up the ranks but starks and hobbs need more um more titles uh not not these unrecognized ones so maybe stark loses it and eventually hook wins and he gets to retire it officially you know what i mean we get a swerve and lee promo which was okay and swerve gives them credit for being a top five tag team in the rankings but they have unfinished business with Lee and Swerve. They're trying to go for the prize, but they have to pay their ass back. Keith Lee uh, says dubious, questionable, unproven. All words which could be used to describe what they used Taz for against them. And when it's all said and done, they will not stand a chance, and he will ensure they'll swerve their st- swerve in their glory. I think I think this one needs to be workshopped a little bit, but this was decent. But them making it known that unfinished business means to me that they... 
that by the pay-per-view it will be a triple threat or some shit, which would be another way for Jungle Express to be the odd team out for another fucking team's feud while being the champions. So I would rather start at Hobbs win, and then you just do the Swerving Keith match with them and the pay-per-view for titles, but I don't think this will happen. See, all of this now that I'm, that, that I'm reading, it, now that I just found, found out about a plan that could be Mox and Bryan, I, I'm thinking that that feud fucking, you know, so all my suggestions here now fucking are, are crappy by the, I mean, they're always crappy if you want to go that route, but, um, but, but now that, like, there's a potential of Brian and Mox facing Jungle Express, which would make more sense, whatever, right? Um, you know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see what goes on, you know. Um, Wardlow versus... <clears throat> Warlow versus Cass. I give AW credit because I've been saying this angle with MGF and Warlow has been uh, building um, really nice, and it feels like they took took what what could be compared to Batista and Triple H, but have done this a lot better, and have basically changed it up because this has been going through because they've been going through these matches for a while, and now there's been a, a there has to be a way to the match, and they kind of went forward with it, and it ended and it and it did end up being Morrissey, which was cool. There was a part where the crowd yelled they want Enzo, another a good portion, a heavier portion of the crowd yelled, no, we don't. That was probably planned out. I, and and, and I, I heard, um, and, and, and it, when listening to post-wrestling, I heard Pollock say, and there was something that I've been trying to convey, but I could I don't do it properly because of my anger against Sheila Counts online who want to be, who want to come, come to, you know, who want everyone to come to AEW right away, but um, but he he pointed out this Morrissey would not have worked if Morrissey was was not on Impact, right? To work his craft and and uh, get comfortable, uh, and and that's why I'm not always in favor of everyone coming to AEW right away and let people work their shit in other promotions before coming coming here, basically. Because if he just came straight from what whatever, he would have fizzled out like Brian Cage, you know what I mean? But this is like a nice surprise. This is someone bigger than Warlow, so Warlow had to show some vulnerability in this match, which you don't see often. I love that, you know what I mean? And I, and I love that Warlow is incorporating new moves into matches as well. I know I will get I'll get heat by the people with the group chats, but this is why I'm looking for. I look forward to Warlow matches lately more than Adam Cole matches. At least Warlow is changing it up, and it just shows to me he can really fucking go at some point. And this MGF heat that he gets is so good at Warlow has become a star because of it. Um, because MGF has been one of the best heels. And he's not even, he, he's not one of these heels who's afraid to look like he gets offended or gets flustered. And normally makes his character have to think his shit out and um, show some frustration and show some ruthlessness on some level. So I enjoyed uh, the, the match. I was not, it was not the greatest, but uh, Warlow and Morrissey told a good story. And it was like the, this guy keeps getting more and more over. And the way that Warlow looked like a fucking Bad as just destroying security guards. Like even even AEW has mastered a new way to make security beatdowns look fucking impressive. Even though the last couple of weeks they've ultimately um, overpower him and that and all that. But this is really cool to see the story play out. You know what I mean? This is why no one. No one's fucking with MGF in, on the uh, in, in as a heel basically, and this guy has not won the like, he hasn't even won a fucking title yet, and yet he feels like one of the more important fucking characters. This is like why this is like my angle for the night with how it played out. Um, Warlock comes out of handcuffs and the crowd's chanting his name for the for the theme. Basically, it's cool to see him like you know over as hell, right? MGF comes out. He would love to say it's good to be back in Maryland, but he would be a lying piece of shit. Speaking of one, there's Warlow. He tells him to shut their mouth. Tells the crowd something else. He's not standing here because he can't stand to looking at these disgusting pigs for one second. He'll watch. He'll watch in the back, but he should be terrified. 
terrified of who's coming out that curtain. A man who is seven feet of sheer under un, unadulterated power. A man who's never taken an L in his life. And he said the big dub, Morrissey. And it, it kind of sounded like he said big dumb. And I thought I was hearing shit, but then I, I heard, you know, when I was listening to post-wrestling, uh, Paul, uh, you know, Paul is the one who thought that, thought that too, but said the big dumb. So I, I, was, I wasn't alone in that, you know what I mean? Like, I had to kind of, like, rewind it back a couple of times or something like that. Uh, Morrissey comes out, and it was, he, he had a decent reaction. They show uh, John Harbaugh in the building because he's Pillman's, uh, he was Pillman's uh, best friend. I put he's Pillman's coach. But I, I thought maybe the code, but no, he's the same age as Pillman. He's Pillman's, Brian Pillman's roommate. So they lock, because they're promoting that heavy on fucking Twitter for some reason. Um, for like a non-fucking payoff, really. So they lock up, Warlow escapes it to piss off Morrissey. They do this for a bit. Warlow, Warlow shoulders him into the corner. Morrissey will, will, will get, uh, still get strikes. Close line to the corner, but right away, Warlow shoulders him into the corner again. Like, you know, li like lifting him off his feet. Warlow right into the second buckle, and Morrissey leapfrogs over him and high boots him. They eventually get the, eventually gets clotheslined outside, and they fight outside for a bit until Warlow throws him into the ring post. Warlow saw that really, really fucking well. Morrissey's kind of talking to the crowd because they're chanting, because uh, they're booing him and they're chanting for the Enzo. So he was doing Enzo's dance a little bit. Um, Morrissey keeps ramming his head against the apron. And the crown is chanting his name like it's Goldberg for Wardlow. Wardlow fights back until he uh, until he gets hit with the big boss man. That was really well done. It's cool to see matches where Wardlow's not able to get offense and a bit. He looks more vulnerable because between establishing new new moves, walking walking out, being over, and, and showing some vulnerability a bit, he's come, he's becoming a more complete performer. Warlow fights out of a, um, of a super backclack from the top, and he fucking goes for a crazy-ass fucking moonsault to Morrissey, and then powerbombs him once for the win. Warlow doesn't want to get handcuffed. He just headbusts as a carry, knocks them all down one by one. The MJF signals for more to come out. Warlow just chops all of them down, and it feels like it's never-ending as more and more are getting knocked down. The crowd's, like, getting more and more hyped as it goes on. He takes one, he powerbombs one to the outside, onto a group of the other. He says he won't stop no matter how, how big they are or or who they are until he gets his hands on him and gets released from his contract. MJF tells him to settle down and over and over. He makes sure he heard that right. The crowd chants for Warlow's going to kill him. He said if they do, if they had the little match, and if he wins, he'll let him out of his contract. He hypes the crowd to ask if they want to see it. He, he says Warlow's on, and he says, um, says like, um, says but three times, and he was has a couple of conditions, and he'll give those conditions in a contract signing, and it won't happen in a dump like this. The contract signing will happen in the most magical place in the world known as Long Island, New York. It's going to be interesting to see if these guys are going to boo Warlow since they cheered MJF more. So it'll be amazing to see how Warlow will play his part in, this, in MJF's hometown. But it would not surprise me if they cheer him because I'm not expecting Warlow to come out there next week to cut a heel promo on Long Island hockey team. You know what I mean? I thought this angle got good heat and they really went nuts for Warlow, this Warlow shit when he beat the shit out of the security. It's amazing how smooth the reactions have been and how it worked out this way. And they have uh, been... They They've been able not to like let it get to the typical storylines tropes of overdone shit and constantly just having heat on the person and still uh, having the that that heart, but still letting the baby, but like you're letting him have heart and you're letting the baby face look like a complete and utter badass instead of just having him mope around. When this when this is said and done, I think this angle will be better than the Batista and Triple H. Like MJF is made is a made guy now, and now he's gonna make someone like Wardlow, and this is what you get when you have these old school 
school type of heels that are not defined by titles and are slow playing it to are slow playing it to when he does win a title. The line will be the biggest deal, but this is such a but this is fucking great. I can't complain one ounce about this, but that they're pacing it well with how they're going about it. I hope it can carry over to something uh, some interesting places. But next week, I'm curious about the environment. You know what I mean? Wardlow's coming into his uh, coming into his own as a performer. He's not going to be he's not a standard big man. You could make that argument maybe a year or two ago that we um, that we knew this like you know that we knew this angle would happen to, to get to, to get him to be his own dude but i didn't think he would be this fucking over and it's one of the things this company has gotten right in my personal opinion i look forward to mgf stuff all the time morrissey didn't seem to be a factor in the end so i'm sure there's there's no more involvement with him but i don't know if he will stick around but this was a good uh, a good showing he played it up to the crowd and he played a good big man against warlow which allowed warlow to show range and playing someone who's vulnerable in the ring because he's never really been in that kind of position before. So I enjoyed all of this. One of the better angles going into the pay-per-view. I'm going to assume it will be on pay-per-view or maybe they'll throw it on Rampage at 5.30pm. Who fucking knows? But I'm loving this angle. I really did want MJF to go for the world title by double nothing, but I'm liking this feel a lot more, I guess. I think we'll, he'll eventually get there for the, for a pay-per-view eventually. They pace this match well in the end. Uh, those who say MJF is just giving into a match already... Like, like, uh, and for those who say MJF is just giving to a match already, Spears was clearly did not agree with it. But you can assume there's going to be some tricks up their sleeve, obviously, because Warlow would not just you know, because he, because because he, because his character anticipates that that's what Warlow really wants. So he probably figured that Warlow would fucking keep demanding it more and more. You know, what I mean, he he knows what he's capable of. We saw another uh, Jamie and Brett and Ruby and Tony Storm promo. I don't know how many of these standard bashing segments they're going to do with these with these ladies, but at least they brought up no physicality rule again. Tony Schiavone lets us know they're going to be in a tag match on Rampage. I, and here, I think this is where they stretch out that fucking stat by saying the first women's tag match to open Rampage. You know, they, like like are they really fucking that fucking serious with that? You know what I mean? Brett mocks how they don't uh, get, they get the memo to wear matching pleather crop tops. Uh, you know, every single page of the AEW history books has uh, will have has Britt Baker DMD written all over it. So of course, this makes sense to, to make it to make history. You can you can call her Doctor Britt Baker, history maker, and she's clearly gonna uh, she's clearly going for shitty jokes. Maybe Matt Cat Moss wrote some of these. I don't know. Um, Ruby can't stand all the shit, and she didn't know when uh, she they agreed to do this physicality crap. No physicality crap, but uh, just know that Storm can't wait to get her hands on Jamie and Britt. She's got a receipt coming, and they're counting down the minutes to Rampage, so so she, she humble, so she can humble them both down, to, uh, humble them down both like they need so badly. And if they're waiting for them to leave, they got another thing coming. So they basically just all stay there. I really, I really dislike these segments. Like, I give Ruby some props for trying to get, like, the most out of these, but maybe use, like, I don't know, video packages or some shit to illustrate how important these might. I don't know. It just feels really standard in a way to get, like, some woman on, on the card in the most minimal way possible. Like, I don't, and I'm not blaming the talent. This is, this, is what, this is what they give them, and this is what they have to make the best out of for 30 seconds to convey some kind of heat. Hangman, Hangman, Hangman promo. I put Hangman Punk promo. I thought Punk was going to come out, but he wasn't there. Now, this was a fucking problem. They took my suggestion of not doing respect for the respect babyface storyline that we expected. We of trying to get something mem- memorable to shake off the cob. It, it, this promo reeked of trying to shake off the cobwebs from the last feud. Hangman was involved in But this was a good way to get out there. And and uh, and, and people think this attitude change has come uh, has come out of nowhere. But Hangman does not want to... Hangman does not want to do... He, uh, 
so, so like, you know what I mean? Like, people thought this came out of nowhere, but I'll explain why I think, like, it's not really out of nowhere per se. You know what I mean? It, it was a little strange. I'll, I'll, let me get into it. So, Hangman goes, uh, does not want to do respect, and he wants to, he, he doesn't want to do respect for respect. He wants to destroy Punk. I didn't take this as a heel thing per se, so even though I was like, it was heelish compared to what Hangman's doing, and there are going to be people who will cheer Punk, so maybe they thought he'll be, he, 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 they thought he better get ahead of it, kind of antagonize Punk fans a little bit. But I looked at it as someone who has lacked confidence and really has anxiety issues. Now he's going to be doing the biggest match, and now he's going to go all the way in his confidence, which may come off cockiness to basically get, you know, get at Punk before Punk can manipulate him more. And and tries to tear, you know, try to tear down hang, Hangman. And knowing AEW, the detail of Punk and MGF kind of overshadowing Hangman's reign a little bit could come up that people are not talking about Hangman as much. And this is why his insecurity is seeping in a little bit. And maybe they figured they better forward the intensity for this uh, for this feud because he missed the last week. So I didn't take this as him being a heel, but he certainly will be doing going that route. But the one thing is, they're in Long Island next week, and Punk is supposed to face John Silver who's like that as a local you know hero there so they're clearly going to let punk get kind of booed because they won't forget what he said about long island last time so maybe next week punk plays more of the heel but this is really just a gray area shit where it's about perspective and per perception as i put here procession um and this is what what fuels this right and the, and the thing is hangman took a shot at a tribute to Bret Hart matches which there's a lot of people online who are getting sick of the Bret Hart praise for some odd reason so you know so like you know what I mean so like he might be he might, might be able to sway people into his side you know what I mean because a lot of people that were fucking you know online that were losing their minds that hangman you know said that you know what I mean so he responded to Tony's question of Punk laying down the challenge. Payne says it would be real easy to say how much he respects and loves Punk and not look for and look forward to shaking his hand and stand across the ring from the best in the world. It would be real easy to say he wants an all-time classic for a title match, but it's not going to happen. And the slight booze, but the double nothing, there's not going to be a handshake or a masturbatory Bret Hart tribute match. He's going to destroy CM Punk. And there were cheers to this, but there was audible booze and Punk, ch- uh, and, and punk chant. And he targets someone with a Punk shirt. And then he tells the person to look him in the eyes. And he wants to tell him from the bottom of his heart that when he's done with him, he's going to run to the concession stand to get a refund if he hasn't burnt the damn thing already. He hates the, the, the be the bearer of bad news, but as their world champion is his responsibility, Responsibility to tell the crowd their beloved punk is not here tonight. And um, if you were a betting man, he would bet he's filming another TV show, which is really ironic. Wherever he wants, uh, to, um, wherever wherever he is, he wants punk to hear him. Every word he says, he's gonna embarrass him. He said he wanted a fight, he's gonna get one, and it will be the fight of his life. Short and sweet. Um, and I would say at at first, uh, um. What was that? Short and sweet. I would say uh, at first it was a spirited promo to hype himself up against Punk because he has to show confidence. But once he's targeting the fan, the crowd of, for having a shirt, I can see why people think he was kind of being a heel. But I think there will be people who will support Hangman. The thing is, is not like if if this were in WWE and a champion who kind of took a backseat to the bigger star in Punk. Would have would have to be a heel because WWE would not would not be able to hype the champion who's taking the backseat up uh, uh, hype him up enough 
but Hangman has been fucking over. They cheered him over Brian, so this is a strange way to get this stuff, but I'm also glad because this was, I was during the baby face showing respect, which wrestling has done enough of it. Not that you can't do that, but Hangman's character probably feels a little bit slighted. He is kind of a, he's kind of an afterthought. Uh, you know, he's kind of thought of as an afterthought, so he has to show some ultimate confidence, which he, he's lacked, so now he's finally, <laughs> sorry, he finally found his confidence, so now he, now that he's found that, and then he loses, how does his character react, and uh, where does he go from there? Again, if Hangman retains, what will be awesome? It will be awesome, but if Hangman is already a main guy, he figured if he was going to lose the fucking title of the pay-per-view, it might as well get them pumped up as fucking for as much as possible, you know? So it will be interesting to hear Punk's retort, since he'll probably be in Long Island, and maybe Punk will have some kind of, will kind of be an asshole as well, and it'll make us both, it'll make all of us confused about who's a heel and who's a face, but I'm glad babyfaces in this company don't have to be cartoonish and act like idiots, and can change their attitude depending on who they're facing, because that's not, that, that, that's what happens in real life, really, you get booed, you, you get good storylines out, and you get good storylines out of it, I'm looking forward to this program, I wonder what else they can do to, you know, get on it, but Punk uh, can kind of be a dick and maybe bring up the reliance on alcohol and be kind of a dick about it, but that kind of shit. But who fucking knows? I thought um, this is what what was needed for this program. It's gonna be one of those that you know there there'll be dueling chance probably for both these guys, which I will absolutely love, right? But they already have have me hooked. I wonder how much more they'll do and how personal it will get. But um, but all they gotta do is just talk me into the proverbial fucking building, you know. That that last few was not lighting the world on fire, and by I love how people who are WWE shows and have now found their angle of not uh, angle of not remixing Bret Hart matches in their matches like is the biggest deal. Yet like they're constantly hyping up remixing old Austin McMahon seg- McMahon segment tropes for the last twenty years and every other typical trope that goes on in wrestling. But people showing respect to Bret Hart by doing a couple of tribute spots, they're playing it off well. But, like, you know, there are dipshits online who hate when anyone other than WWE do something to tribute people who are part of WWE. They felt some kind of way that Martha Hart let AEW use the rights to Owen and not WWE, so now they got to shit on everyone who does a Burr Hart tribute. Like, fuck off. You know? I do like the Hangman made mention of it, though. I think the insecurity of Punk and, MG, and, and the MGF being more propped up in, in you know, than Hangman in the... Uh, then Hangman, you know, like, I think that's an angle that they, they can probably go with it, you know what I mean? And, and by the way, my, my, to kind of my other point about the Burt Hart tribute things, yeah, you know, they, they don't want you to do Burt Hart tribute things. They want, like, you know, the talent to constantly do tributes to Austin's fucking promo, uh, you know, constantly doing that, you know, constantly doing that shit all the time. You know, or or they rather just have fucking, you know, the, the guy who, uh, like, instead of doing Austin tribute... They would rather have Austin at like sixty years old come out and just still do the run of the mill shit. You know what I mean? But it's like a weird complaint to fucking have. Even though like you know everyone's been doing fucking you know. Hold on one second. Let me jot this down for later. WWE tribute or WWE. Uh, sorry. Let me go right here. 
They promoted, um, let me see how to fucking say this name again. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me see. I bookmarked some of the talking segments, so I, 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 need, I need the talking segments for later, right? When I recap, when, when I do the full recap of, uh, um, when I do the full recap of, uh, you know, uh, Rampage later on. Hold on, uh. Let me see. I don't want to fucking, you know, but not butcher this guy's name, you know. Hold on. Hold on. Thanks, guys. Takeshita. Takeshita. That's how. Takeshita. Takeshita. See, sometimes the fucking, like, you, it's like when, 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 when Asuka came over. I assumed it would be Asuka, whatever, right? But of course it's Asuka. Let me see that again. Let me pronounce that name again. Let me see. Thanks, guys. Takeshita. 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 Okay. Takeshita. Okay. They have more Takeshita on Rampage, which is cool. He's from DT Promotion. You see him on, like, Dark and all that kind of stuff. He's a pretty good dude. Um, you know, Sanjay Dutt, J- Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh, they all give the props to the beautiful video package and bringing out the red carpet for international stars. So now it's Takashita, 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 okay. We're the red carpet for the greatest pro wrestler from India, one in a billion, seven four, and the red carpet for him. And Jay Lethal, the longest reigning television champion, Jay Lethal asks, where's, where's their red carpet? He says, Takashita, they're in animosity with him, and not, not his fault. The AW, AW's fault, he can't wait to prove them um, they're back in the wrong horse, so now he challenges them on Rampage, and he can't wait to show him what a real international star is all about. He's getting the red carpet treatment, it was kind of pointless promo, but they had to salvage some Thing out of it, but it does feel like this trio, like this trio does like it does feel out of place. But I want to see where it plays out. People are now using that their Sing videos are getting over a million people watching it, but those are always propped up. But I hope Sing does Sing do does surprise me, uh, surprise us. But who who fucking knows? Later we see Joe promo that was addressed them. So the feud's not over just yet. It just feels weird they got this feud going, but then Joe is in the tournament and he's facing the Joker, who's going to be a mystery guy. But Joe says Lethal is making challenges, but challenges are territory for brave men. And asks if that's what he's a, if, if if that's what he is a brave man. He'll basically says on Rampage he's coming for him. So you'll probably see an angle shot or something. You know who fucking knows? I mean there was an angle shot, but so I'd be right here. Santana versus Jericho. This is really a decent brawl kind of match. It. Um, you know, it, it was a way to just get to the next fucking part of the angle by laying in more heel tactics. But Santana was over. People loved this guy. It was a decent match. Um, and, and I mean, since you ended the show with a, de- with a dead title match, this could have easily been the main event if you wanted to go that route. But this was a decent match. But this, uh, you know, um, was just a layout, an, uh, another beatdown to give the heels heat. I have to see when they will, you know, get the official match. So now they're just going to reveal, like, are they going to, how they're going to reveal the backup, you know. Kingston was not there, so at least it gives them a kayfabe reason to now maybe be approached by people who want to lay in a helping hand or some shit. Like I said before, OG LAX, maybe the Briscoes, maybe Mox or Bryant, so they got nothing going on. Although, you could do House of Black if, uh, uh, 
Like you could do House of Black with you know Mox and the thing if they're not facing the Triangle, or you could have them. Uh, I could have Mox and Brian against Red Dragon, but who knows? I, obviously, I couldn't get over this. You know what I mean? Uh, when I was writing this down, who who uh, who knows who will join these guys? You know, and Santana Tope is onto him as he comes down from his entrance. Starts chopping and striking him into the ring, and Jericho tries to fight back a little bit. Santana's winning the exchange when uh, he hammer throws him into the barricade. Santana has a, st a stair set up, but Jericho attacks and takes the camera to taunt Santana, but he gets beat up still. Jericho hides behind Aubrey, but Santana still beats him up. When the bell rings, Matt Bernard grabs his leg, and Ortiz has to come back and uh, back him up, and Jericho gets a slingshot dropkick while Santana's on the apron, and he's in control during picture and picture he's working on him. Santana shows him some form of life countering him. They come back, and Jericho gets a dropkick coming off the top rope. Santana gets a bunch of strikes, and Santana counters a running bulldog by getting Jericho crushed into the corner. Um, Santana goes for the three amigos, and then gets it and they fight to, to, on the top and Santana headbutts him off and gets a frog splash for a near fall Jericho goes for the walls and applies it but it breaks up they chop back and forth each each time the crowd yells woo it's all, it's one of those uh, Santana counters in a corner roll but then rolls back and gets a cutter for a near fall um, Ortiz grabs grabs a bat uh, from 2.0 and nails uh, at least uh, I think it was uh um, Parker, you know what I mean, and Santana knocks off someone off the apron, and then gets the, a discus near fall, a uh, discus near fall after he does a cannonball to the corner, Matt distracts Ortiz and take care of him with a bat, um, but Jericho low blows Santana, and then he does a Judas effect and wins, and afterwards they beat Pirate Piper up with the, the bat that lays them out, I'm enjoying this, but I just, I, I just wish they'd get to the next part of the feud, because if you keep doing these brawls and attacks, it means less, but last week they did have a good promo, and the attacker was Late, uh, they did a promo and the the attack was later on, right? Like last week they had they had a promo, but the attack was later on. Like it wasn't a standard brawl last week, but it just feels sometimes with Jericho with Jericho feud they kind of stall, and when they start to get good, they, they they start out good, but then we need to like then they 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 eventually just fucking stall basically. You know what I mean? But we need to get to the next level of this feud to establish something. You know what I mean? I thought they would target one specific person from Prime Powerful to eliminate him, and then there would be one left, and he gets eliminated. And then the week after, then they come back and they bring and they bring back up, and they basically lay these guys out like. It was kind of a stand, but this was kind of a standard beatdown with a bat, basically. I think that would indicate that they're going to be missing in action next week. You know what I mean? And they did refer to Jericho as the wizard. Like this guy is trying to really get people online to make these insurrection jokes and playing a KK guy, guy. You know, like like a meme. He does this for obvious reasons. Like you know, uh, the, one of the guys who contributes to post wrestling and up next, right? John Slee. He was in the he was in the post wrestling chat when when we're listening to you know the uh, rewind of uh, the the post wrestling. Uh, he 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 came up with a good one, the Wizard of Fo the Wizard of Fuzz, you know what I mean, which I thought was fucking hilarious. It was certainly better than you know, it was certainly better than my my shit. Where oh, his wife without the insurrection, so that's why he's calling himself the Grand Wizard or some shit, you know. But he obviously does it on purpose to like basically you know get people to react with with, with their memes and all that, you know. The gun club approached the acclaim with, a, with, with with boxes, you know, separate boxes. They talked to Papa, and there are scissors in the box, and Max said, they got the key to the heart, so what does this mean? And Billy Gunn says, stick it in there. And they do the scissoring motion. This is, like, co completely fucking filthy, but this is 
gonna be this is gonna be a funny alliance. I don't know if they're making their alliance with them to maybe turn on them, and this is how you get to acclaim being baby faces because it seems like such a random stable or some shit. But they definitely are gonna um are gonna move to make a claim baby faces at some point. I don't mind these lesser established guys have their own little mini storylines. They're getting good reaction for the longest time, so I mean you might as well do some interesting things with them. You know what I mean? Then we get the Varsity Bronze promo. And listen, to the five of you listening, go listen to, uh, you know, post-wrestling recap this segment in the review. It was one, it was hilarious. I think Way finally summarized my thoughts on Pillman promos. The basic screaming promos from eight, from the 80s. But he said it reeked of someone who's trying to copy a CEO at one of those corporate retreats. And then it transitioned into Pillman probably being labeled the Howard Dean of fucking pro wrestling promos. It was like a really funny segment. This is why, you know, and, 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 and honestly, it's like the best way to describe these Pillman promos. I knew where it was going, so I thought, so also I thought, because the House of Blacks are in a few in Dead Triangle, and they still have unfinished business with Varsity Blondes, and they still, the only reason why I thought they were bringing this up was because it was designed for Julia to finally turn on them. But it didn't play out that way, or at least they're prolonging it. But these Pillman promos are too much, and I'm going to be thinking about Howard fucking Dean when, from, from, from now on, whenever he fucking talk so and the CEO treat promos are like the CEO retreat is probably the, the one of the most spot on because like that's how some of these corporate fucking dudes really do talk you know what I mean so Pillman's out there he does all the fucking talking uh, so AW announced um announced or Tony Khan posted online about John Har- Harbour being the coach of the Ravens being intended and I thought maybe he would get involved in angle but they just had him had him had him to over advertise him on social media when he basically just trying to tie, tie was just busy tying his promo into what Harbaugh told his told his dad because he was Pillman's college roommate you know what I mean I think I said before you know I think a coach or something you know what I mean? an accident but no it was his roommate but it just really didn't need all the fucking hype you know what I mean but I mean it, it, you know, it could have sufficed if he was just there. Or or maybe it reeks of, like, they knew John Harbour was going to be in attendance. And they're like, hey, maybe we'll just tie something in, whatever, with him. It was like the most minimal fucking way. But you could have just mentioned it slightly and then just kind of go, oh, like, John Harbour is here. And, uh, you, like, you know what I mean? It, it would have spoken a lot more if you just let it fucking, be, like, just go, oh, look, it happens that this guy is here. And then you tie it in there later on. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you didn't have to do all this promotion for this guy. Um, uh, so, um,. But it was really fucking pointless anyway. Pillman says, ladies and gentlemen, he stands before you a very humble young man. Not by his experience in AEW, but from their encounter with the House of Black so many times a month ago. The, the very encounter that led to the poisoning of the mind of Julia Hart. But most humbling experience of all, everything you worked for is being torn apart little by little. He quotes John Harbard advice to him. Attack every day with enthusiasm and is unknown to... Attack every day with enthusiasm that is unknown to mankind. But he would be, li- he would be lying if he didn't lose sight of that quote. And he got too comfortable, complacent. And they lost their enthusiasm. And that's when the, the, the greed and malice from the house crept in and drove them apart. But today is a new day, and he's feeling really goddamn enthusiastic. And this is where Howard Dean 
shit kicks in. He's enthusiastic about protecting the one of the things that made him whole, made them whole, that keeping their group together. Then he basically calls out House of Black and he says, "Let's fight." And I'm not, I'm not doing this justice, but he was quite. This was quite a fucking promo. If he does turn heel, he could amplify these to be that kind of shit. You know what I mean? That we come to love ironically. So House of Black come out and they surround them and they made their entrance. They're kind of waiting a little too long. They eventually attack Pillman's. Uh, uh, was waiting for a while, and then Buddy, Buddy basically lawn darts Pillman into Griff Garrison in the corner. Brody does a cannonball into the corner, then Buddy and Black uh, lead, uh, lead uh, uh, Julia with, with a chair. Uh, and then the crowd is chanting for Julia to do it. She does not want to, and then they, they kind of chastise her, and Black rips off her eye patch. And then Dead Triangle basically makes a save, and House of Black leave the ring. I don't know where this is going, but if you're not going to go with the heel turn, then you could have just had a promo or a brawl with Dead Triangle and House of Black. It just made Varsity and Braun look like idiots. But maybe this helps them become heels. Maybe maybe they won't ignore that people were cheering for Julia to turn against them. The only highlight was Pillman, in, in, a, in, a, in an ironic way, of course. You know, but, you know, um, but I, I mean, Pillman does these screaming promos that, you know, are not really going to suffice for him to, to stay a baby face. Maybe all three, three of them actually join the stable anyway, so who fucking knows? Maybe Pillman himself is one who joins, who embraces the darker side. We got a Jade and Batty's promo backstage show and says not everyone realized that they've been keeping the celebration going since Pittsburgh. Jade's undefeated 30-0 and and still TBS champion. Unbelievable trios match that people have been talking uh, talking about Velvet qualified for the own heart qualifier. And Velvet says not only did she qualify, she's going to win the whole thing. And Jay said when there's two champions, in the, there's going to be two champions in the baddie section. So let's keep the celebration going. And Kira says what the, this is what the baddies do, and that's on period with the you know, T in the end. Nothing much. I wish someone would ask Velvet what changed her or change in her rivalry with Jade. Still think that's a missing misstep in my opinion. But this stable is really dope. They look this part. I'm wondering who Jade's opponent will be in the pay per view uh, if they even have a TBS title championship. But we'll see. They could give these. Uh, they could give these promos some more substance, though. You know what I mean? We had Fiend versus Dante. This this was the match of the night for me. I thought this was like didn't go as crazy as it could have, but you know, um, it was still a very dope match. It was still you know every it was still like very it had everyone going wild. I expected Phoenix to win, but I kind of wanted Dante to win because we can assume Phoenix is going to be facing House of Black. So I thought maybe they might just cost the match, and you can do Dante having some kind of shine to get ahead in this tournament. But I you know. I should be happy that they let him have a good showing, but this is a very fucking cool match. I love this match. I miss seeing uh, I miss seeing Phoenix wrestle, and I didn't look forward to recapping this. I expected to throw my hands in the air with how fucking fast they would go. I reminded myself to calm down, not get overwhelmed, and not have to do every single fucking move to jot down. They lock up, and they're both coming to a stalemate. Phoenix gets a clean break, but Phoenix gets shoved. Dante leaps over him, and Phoenix swings back in by doing the Spider-Man shit, and then eventually gets a drop kick to get him out of the ring. Then they tight he tight ropes and does a dive to the outside. I didn't really follow the picture-picture, but I'm seeing countering pins rapidly. Dante gets some really fancy run on him. They kept leaping over each other and dodging each other's move, and I think Dante gets hit the code red on him. And then he topes him onto the outside, and Dante uh, and it's Dante, so it had to be extra, right? He got um, some uh, kind of insecurity outside, I think. I'm discussing with myself, not recapping properly. They can come back and they show some uh, of the highlights with the tope, I guess. Phoenix gets a leaping knee strike and a Spanish fly from the middle rope. It was more like a, rush, a 
or a spinning like a a, a, a spin, like a, like, a, like a Russian leg sweep that you did a moonsault basically. Uh, Dante turns him inside out by flattening him. Dante leaps around and gets a Kamigari from the outside while Phoenix on the rope. And Dante nails a kick while on top and does a diamond cross body onto Phoenix for a near fall. Dante flattens him again, and when Phoenix was doing a tilt a world, they uh, would not ID the fucking move sometimes. Phoenix gets a dope Rana for a near fall, but then gets sent outside. And then when Dante kicks out, Dante gets him, and he was coming. He was coming in after avoiding Dante's offense. Finally, gets a Kamigari. Phoenix gets a Kamigari. They tussle for a bit, but Phoenix throws. Dante up and a pop-up cutter essentially crowd will go yells fight forever Phoenix goes out f um, for a, a black fire driver they called it and Dante cradles him and then gets a dope thrust kick and then heads to the top but Phoenix stops the momentum and then Dante is still on and they're positioned in the middle rope and they both backflip and land on their feet together and then with, the, with their arms on their shoulder Dante gets like a poison Rana that was fucking insane Dante, Dante goes for a nosedive and Phoenix moves and off the top off the top rope Dante catches Phoenix and they go, uh, they, they go there, and Phoenix gets some kind of brain buster spike pile driver combo for the win. That's like what, what was basically the end of that. It was not, it was, it was not as overwhelming as I thought it would be, but I was thankful it kind of not super crazy. But I still had moments that were too hard to keep up with. But this was fucking dope, man. Not much to say other than just good showing, probably the match of the fucking night. Everyone loved this match, and that was like, you know. I, I wish that I wish I wish Dante could have won it. So, but at the same time, you could you could not have Phoenix lose his first match. But I, it is like you know I do think Dante deserved to have a spot in the tournament though. But oh well, it was still my favorite match of the night. So after the match, it showed the brackets. One side of the bracket is Joe versus the mystery entry, entering which people want to be Miro. I think it'll be Cesaro or Harry Smith. On the same side, there's Phoenix versus Kyle, which will be fucking amazing as fuck. Jeff Hardy versus Darby. Um, uh, on, on the other side, then Dax versus Cole, which I thought would be a good finals for the Brett Sean shit. And the thing is, you know, these guys are going to study the Iron Man match and come with spots. Maybe they'll do a deep cut and maybe go for the Survivor Series 92 match or some shit. But this looks like a good tournament. I can assume Cole and Darby win. Uh, I can assume Cole and Darby are going to win. I assume Kyle will win and the Joker will win. And I actually think that since Dax has been doing this Bret Hart shit, you know, and Owen Hart shit, he'll actually, uh, he'll actually, you know, beat Cole. At least, you know, I hope so. You know, I, I think Dax will go to the fucking finals, actually. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think maybe the Joker goes to the finals to face off with Dax. And if it is Harry Smith, like, that would be, like, you know, a good fucking way to uh, kind of get that shit going, maybe. But then Kyle's also Canadian, so maybe you want to put a Canadian in the finals as well, maybe, you know. Maybe. We'll see what goes on. Um, I'm going to finish the recap in a second. Hold on. And then we had um, Thunder, Rosa, Thunder Rosa promo coming outside. She came out to the main stage, basically, you know what I mean? I was glad this was happening to set, set, set this match up. She said, everyone has a story to tell. Hers is full of bad guys and good guys. Success and failures. She'll start with successes. She stands in front of us as an AEW Women Champion. She fought hard to defend the title against Nyla in Texas, and she came to this company. She came with no expectation whatsoever, and she wanted to elevate women's wrestling, but little did she know, she became the bloodline and the backbone for the division, and she carried a heavy weight for a long time, but with a lot of hard work. She was able to become who she is today, and she was able to help elevate a woman's division that, that some continue to criticize today. Like, yeah, take that up with your fucking shitty boss who does not know how to prioritize the fucking division properly. 
Uh, today, she can tell you with a lot of confidence, she is La, uh, La Mira Mira of the division, the top competitors, and one of the best thing. Um, well, one of the one of the best. I think with the promo, she slows down, but then speeds up when I had to fucking go back and fucking recap it over and over again. I think it's probably in, it's probably an overly inside joke. She already rejected me on Twitter, and now she is making me recap this hard fucking, uh, making this recap for me hard as fucking possible. <laughs> Uh, I'm joking, of course. Before people go, what the? Oh, he! he oh my God! He thinks she, he he thinks that she's taking jab. Okay, shut up. Um, at the at, she goes at the best as the best uh, as the best as the best and your champion. She wants to wrestle the best competitors and the most experienced. Basically, don't give me any fucking green shitty fucking people. Basically, and takes her in, into a into a story. Before Thunder Rosa um was who she was, she drove eight hours to the coast of California to see one wrestler, one wrestler only, and that inspired her to be the best version of her. And she calls out the number one contender, Serena Deeb. Deeb comes out and gets a good pop too. Deeb said that it's been a long time. She washed, scratch, washed her scratch and clawed her way to the top. She earns where she stands, and she respects her. She truly believes that they can make this the best women's division in the entire world, which Thunder agrees. And for, for that to happen, the best women's wrestler needs to be the champion. Thunder thinks that the title, sh- um, Thunder thinks that, uh, thinks the title uh, should indicate that she's the best wrestler today, which suggests she is the best. And Deep says, let's be real. Everyone's, what everyone's thinking, everyone knows, every coach wrestler, she's on another level in a class of her own. And it's about time that she is a champ- has a championship to show that. Thunder asks, uh, asks to pl- place a bet, and Deeb says she will place a bet. She'll still ha- she'll place a bet that she'll have the shortest reign in the history, and double or nothing, she's taking the championship. I gotta say, I like this a lot, and it was a good thing this happened in front of a live crowd instead of an overproduced backstage segment. This felt like a prominent and important feud. It feels that Deeb has been killing the last several months and has developed her character a lot more. And Thunder felt like the premier champion in this pro in this promo. She sounded kind of nervous, but it picked up toward the middle, and I kind of like the confrontation. I'm looking forward to this. I hope they can keep the pace of the feud going and establish more. Maybe do more video packages and don't let them have a match with a tag match that will have a champion take a loss, but still have matches with other people to get some more wins. But this was a good start. Of the feud, just just based off who the who the best is. This was like, this was like I can't complain about this. One of the highlights of the show for me. You can buy into what Serena has been saying because she's been proving how good uh, uh, and vicious she can be in the ring. And maybe this match will help put Thunder Rosa Rain on another level if they let these ladies uh, actually go out and kill it. Because you know how I felt about the build to the Brit match, and even though I enjoyed the cage match with Brit and Thunder, but the Nyla feud was kind of like not that great, and it was like you know it was a first offense. But this should be a really fucking good feud if they really go the route i'm looking forward to this and i'm glad they announced that this match is going on basically you know what i mean uh you know uh, like confirmed it you know what i mean so i'm like announcing it like a week ahead they run down the car for rampage where it's a women's tag match with Britt, jamie tony ruby tashita um Takshida and Jay Lethal, Hook versus JD Drake and Rio versus Yuka, Sakazawa, uh, Sakazawa is that Sakazawa? I forget. I only put her first name because I can't because then I can't memorize the fucking last name and I was doing it really fast so I know I couldn't get the last name but I for, so then I forget it. I'll, I'll you know, uh, and, and Dynamite Darby versus Jeff Hardy for the call, uh, for the first round. Dak versus Cole, contract signing uh, of Warlow and MJF, uh, contract signing uh, uh, of Warlow and MJF. Um, 
and Jungle versus Stark for the FDW title, then Punk versus John Silver. We got a Silver promo that says CM Punk wants to dance with the Meat Man, Amano and Mono, uh, in his hometown of Long Island. You know why they call him the Meat Man? Because he's a sirloin steak, right? Right? Because uh, he, he, this is a sirloin steak right here, and he flexes and says, "Let's freaking go." Decent promo. I bet he'll get cheered and Punk will not get as a respectful, receptive response. I'm sh- I'm sure he'll get cheered by default just having just for wrestling there, right? But if he gets on the mic and then shits on Long Island again, you know he'll probably definitely get some booze. So it's interesting they went for this match, which which should be good. But you could have faced any other person. I love that the the environments they go to are now playing a part in the storylines. There's a connection. There's a connection to Hangman and the Dark Order, obviously. But they had to, um, you know, they had not been lashed for a while. So so I wonder what happens with the hangman and those guys. Like, does he show support, or we're supposed to think that he just based off this loose connection and means something? Since Punk is facing hangman here, you. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Rampage looks decent too. Too bad you, it, it was on at 5:30 p.m. Right, because the NBA playoffs. As long as it's like, isn't Dynamite getting fucked over because of the playoffs? I I don't think the show will do well in the ratings. But even if it's good, it's good. You know, it doesn't matter the ratings, even though everyone does care about the fucking ratings. You know. Um, yeah, so, um, the, this is the main event. I thought this match was not really the best match. Like, in the ring, it was fine putting, you know, but putting this on for, like, by, for like 10 minutes, take 10-2, trying to sell us on the fact that this can go 60, it felt like it confirmed my theory. It felt like a way to get the title off Deanna and do the minimal promotion, like you were asking people not to be invested in this, and cutting this shit short, like, you, you could have done a better fucking job with promoting this, because I'm sure there will be discourse around the decision of how it went, but I don't think is going to sign officially just yet. And if she does, I'm supposed... I, I'm surprised, you know. Um, I, I would I would have let her keep it, but if Mercedes is the one staying, then of course give it to her. But I thought they did not, you know, do this any favors. Um, but the bare, you know, with, with the bare minimum, you know what I mean. So people can use that. Uh, people can use the bare minimum. Uh, that they gave them a chance to as an excuse of when they talk about the lack of women stuff, or people will just use this as a win, whatever argument they're trying to fucking win. But this is one of the coldest matches. But they put in, in the main event and Jericho and Hager versus Serpentico. And Luther, or was it Jericho and uh, Sammy? Uh, versus Pentagon Luther a couple of years ago, what was the main event had more heat to it than the and and and, and that is where I thought like like I thought that would be the the worst fucking AW main event on Dynamite really. It's not the woman's fault that, in this, you know what I mean? They're put in a shit, a shit, uh, shit way, basically, because this company would rather book discourse than just getting what needs to be done to fix the fucking division, in my personal opinion. Deanna does, a, does not uh, do the call to honor. They kind of face off, but then the crowd's not pumped. They, but they do... Keep, they do um, they do a deep lockup, and they come to a stalemate a couple of times. They go for it again, do the usual spiel, work each other's arms... A wrist lock and all that. Deanna uh, gets a side headlock and Mercedes does a clean break to the corner and they get more aggressive and go face to face. They're working the pace, but they're working a good pace, but they're, you know, they, 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 but they, they gotta pick it up because the crowd is like not getting into this. Deanna gets the advantage by working on the arm. Deanna gets a short arm clothesline on her. They're fighting on the apron, picture in picture. Mercedes blocks a kick and spears her off the apron. And it seems like Mercedes got, took the most of that fucking damage when she fell off the fucking, fell to the floor. They're striking back and forth outside until Deanna throws her into the ring. 
striking post. They come back and they're both getting to their feet and they're striking back and forth. They're working hard, but no one's reacting. Mercedes gets a clothesline with her good arm and back suplex her and does a running high boot and then a running drop kick for a near fall. Deanna gets a Russian leg drop. Mercedes counters the arm bar. Deanna gets a pump kick and moonsault press. Mercedes rules through a sunset flip and knees her in the face and then does a fisherman buster for a near fall. Mercedes gets a back elbow and Deanna turns her inside out with a Larry, I think. They didn't ID the move, I thought, you know, but it looked like a DT, I think, you know. I, I said Larry, but I, I, I meant DT, sorry. Mercedes gets a couple of pin attempts with a jackknife or something else. Um, but then they double close on each other. Mercedes whacks her on the top and then gets some uh, kind of plant on her and, and does a curve, does a curve stomp with uh, holding both the arms back. She does a dragon sleeper, but Deanna tries to get, go for the arm bar, but she ultimately taps with the dragon sleeper. Again, again uh, you know, Again, de- decent. Again, decent match, but the crowd did not seem uh, into it as usual. They, I, but but I was I was half asleep when when writing this too, and I put I, I instead of putting again decent match, I put again against recent match, but the crowd did not seem into uh, um you know into it unless they purposely lowered the the crowd noise. It would it would not shock me. AW. Who, if AEW who helped orchestrate chants via group chats and massive chain emails because that's how like they organize shit now. It would not surprise me if they got people to fuck it over and diminish it on their own. I don't think Deanna showed what she could really fucking do, and this was gonna be it. And I think this is gonna be it. But and, and you 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 might as well put this on uh, on top of the fucking hour too. And maybe, uh, and, may, and maybe put Dante versus Phoenix as a main event. Or Hardy versus Fish because the Bucks facing off of the Hardys seemed like more of a main event thing even if it was a brief stare down. You know, I'm wondering what the hell, you know, the fallout because everything has to be a fucking discourse heavy now. Overall, the stuff that stood out to me was a Dante-Phoenix match. I thought Demon Thunder promo was a good highlight to set shit up. But the hottest angle of this show is probably Warlow's MJF and what they're uh, continuing to build. And if this is executed properly, then Warlow could be the main event guy in no time. And I really did like Hangman promo. This was the, the main event thing that stood to, to, to me. Not that everything else was bad, but it's just not one of the better episodes of Dynamite compared to what they train uh, train you to like. But this is like not a bad show at all because uh, um, because an episode that is considered you know not the best is still having it's it's still like a B minus show basically. Like there's always gonna. Be be something fresh and enjoyable about the show i never feel i waste my fucking time watching it and i didn't feel the opening match was the greatest but i think jeff and darby will go all out i did like the blackpool combat um blackpool combat club uh uh trios match because those are always enjoyable but i can't say everything else had me super enthralled with how they lay out some of these backstage segments that seem overproduced on some fucking level i'm looking forward to the build to the pay-per-view but this is just such a show this is kind of a show to, to show um you know um to kind of have some holding pattern while at least confirming the top title the top title matches for the you know for the pay-per-view for the most part you have some idea where the feuds are going as long as the main events established a month or so before the pay-per-view i'm good and uh i uh, I'm, uh, you know, and that Hangman promo was excellent, and I like, uh, I I like the the way they're um, they're approaching this, and I'm glad they didn't go. Well, Hansy suggested it, so let's fuck it up, right? Like I like I kept saying that, like like I kept saying it was important for MJF and Punk to have a pay per view match, and it ended up being one of their highest buy rates. So I'm sure most of people bought it for Punk and MJF rather than Hangman and Cole, right? So I hope they can talk you into the building because I want to see how Punk will report, will retort to this, right? MJF and Wardlow is definitely my favorite angle right now they're doing and it helps that the character is unloading new moves in his matches and makes it feel like he's a lot better than we assumed before you know pretty decent showing though 
Um, yeah, so I'll leave it there. I think I'm, I think I'm going to fucking publish this now, and then I'm going to do the Rampage Smackdown Impact recaps later on tonight, and then, you know, publish it before the Under Siege event. I don't know if I'm going to watch it Under Siege event. Maybe, you know, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just look at the highlights, because sometimes people put, like, sometimes people on YouTube put, like, the highlights of the matches on YouTube sometimes, right? Uh, you know, or they link it on Reddit and shit like that, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'll see if I will. I still do want to recap it, but I'm running out of fucking time right now, and I want to just get this shit done quickly.